Why are we here? Well, because you're here. <laughs> and why are you here? Because March Madness is happening. And we know a lot of you are not typical college basketball batters. I'm in that club. I kind of, I'm just going to say this. I think they're freaks. <laughs> the, the people who bet college basketball every day, they, they, they don't like themselves. To my right, A.J. Hoffman. <laughs> so self-loathing, A.J. <laughs> Hoffman. Basketball now, Fez is smart about it. He, he just cherry picks when there's a big opportunity, big opportunity, and that's the tournament, no doubt. Fezzik to my left. And what we're doing today is we're going through Friday's card. And why Thursday, Friday? Well, you know, because that's how you bet it. But we're going to have all of it to you, obviously, by bracket time. So what we're going to do a little more explicitly than yesterday and I really appreciate AJ and Fez holding down most of the ship yesterday. AJ, again, is a true expert at this. We're going to go down the games in chronological order. That's time. That's a fancy way AJ likes to say of time. That's weird when you say, hey, what's the chronology right now? And I, I'm confused. <laughs> and you just point at your watch. I'm like, oh, okay. But <laughs> all right. We're going to go to each game. We're going to give... AJ's opinion on what he would do in the bracket and then what he would do on the spread. Fez is going to counterpunch with some of your best bets. And then we'll talk a little bit of, hey, uh, who do we like in regions and such? Sure. I think we just get started, though. I mean, I could keep talking, but what's the point of that? I get paid by the word, but not in this case. So why, why not get started? Showtime! Woo! All right. Oh, we're starting with my the, my game. Go ahead. Before we do that, can we mention the the Michigan injury? We t- we talked Colorado State Michigan yesterday, uh, and something's changed. Devontae Jones, the senior point guard for Michigan, has been announced out now, for w- the game. Was he questionable? No concussion during practice. Whoa! So practicing hard. Yeah. So go. They they the line moves from two and a half to one now. Michigan a one point favorite instead of a two and a half point favorite. And the total drops from one thirty nine to one thirty six and a half. So big move on the total. Now that's fascinating. So what we're saying is the total was about a two-point move? Yes. And it was a point and a half. Okay, I'm not even sure how the math works on that. But if it was a two-and-a-half-point move, you could think, okay, a half point less scoring by each team, then an extra point and a half less scoring for Michigan. But, yeah, yeah. I guess it's not always going to be on half-point increments. But what we're saying is Michigan hurt is hurt, and in general scoring will go down a little bit. Yes. Do we think that move is is warranted? I think a, oh, I, I'm not sure on the total. That seems excessive on the total. Uh, but I think for the point spread, a point, a point and a half for Devontae Jones. A senior point guard, the backup is Frankie Collins, a freshman. So I think a point and a half is probably a fair move. I actually think the total, maybe it should move three and a half points. Ooh. And here's why. Not only are you a little less efficient on offense, it's just human nature. You're more careful with your backup point guard. A basic strategy, I can tell you, every time... The, don, the, the the screen says... More careful. What does that mean? Um, oh, oh, less aggressive. Right. So let's say I'm your backup point guard, okay? And you're like the senior and, I'm, and I don't have as much experience. I'm almost as good. But even so, I'm never going to try that flashy pass. I'm never going to try... All things being equal, you know, <clears throat> I'll, I'll go ahead and pass around the perimeter than, than do anything that's risking a turnover. And because of that... So you're saying the point guard himself is going to be stepped up on the big stage, bright lights. He isn't going to do any... Almost like when you do a radio show or TV and... The first time I always talk about when I was on Sports Center, I was not going to crack a joke if my light depended on it. I was in the pocket. Now, that can be good. That can be bad. You're that is sa- a great analogy. Yeah. These guys are going to be in the pocket, and they're going to say, you know what? I'm not going to show up on ESPN Sports Center as being like the worst 
play of the of the of the night or decision of the night. It's better to bat zero than bat five hundred. So Steph Curry going behind the back in the NBA Finals is the opposite of that. <laughs> yes, right. Which in a way that's one of the great things about you know and sometimes we think if a guy's really young he's too young and dumb to know that he should be nervous. Sometimes that's an advantage, mm-hmm. right? But I don't think we're going to see that with Michigan. And not to mention. If he gets into foul trouble, now you'd have to go to the third string. That's a great point. So So, they might be a little more – I mean, I think Michigan would be inclined to slow the game down a little bit. So I'm not even sure the official – Michigan wants the game to go slow to begin with. They play through their two bigs. But that that does make the point guard important because someone's got to set them up. Like they're not going to bring the ball down the court themselves. They they get down in the post and and you've got to move the ball to them. In general – who dictates pace? You always hear if so and so can control pace, because it sounds like the move here would be for Colorado State to be trying to pick this the pace up even more than they were inclined before. Mm. Except Colorado State is a snail. So they're both slow. Both slow. And well, Michigan sort of, Michigan's two eighteenth in tempo, Colorado State two eighty. So So maybe Michigan without their point guard goes more towards two eighty. And maybe this is an efficiency that's causing the downturn in the total, but it's efficiency a little bit plus pace. Exactly right. Ah. That's why I think the total moves more than the side. For more of the same, keep listening. All right, Loyola of Chicago against the Ohio State University. Now, the line in this game is pick them, total 132.5. Now, this is for Fez. Rotation number 771-772. Okay. And this game is Friday. And it's in Pittsburgh, PA. Oh, now again, I was an hour from Pittsburgh, two and a half hours from Columbus. Fez, you're the expert at this. Does a high state have an advantage with the travel fans? Now, the seven hours up to Buffalo. From Vermont. From, 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 I, I think half a point because but, it's but, close but to home. This is three hours. You think he, he, How far is it from Chicago? Chicago. Well, Chicago is like, I think like eight, ten hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, Pittsburgh isn't big ten country. You know, that's so that's oh, so, so you're saying those who don't travel. I tell you though, remember, here's the thing there's not many Pitt fans. Mm-hmm. And Penn State might seem like it's Penn State. I mean, I would say in Pittsburgh, there's probably more high state fans than anything. That's when I lived in Nashville, you, there's a an SEC university in Nashville called Vanderbilt, and there's like Ten Vanderbilt fans, and the rest are Tennessee Volunteer hmm. fans. Yeah, so I, I'm saying Pitt is, uh, you know, Pitt. I, you probably don't remember. You remember Jerome Lane? No. Oh my God, he was one of those guys that were like for your local school. He was. I was when I was like 15. It was like I'm. You know, he was a forward. I don't even. Th- he made the pros, but he didn't really do anything. But he was a star at Pitt. But Pitt's basketball, I can't think of the last and time. And this, this is your neck of the woods. Yeah. I, mean, you're, that, that, that's a, I would say that's high State Ohio is State? Yeah. I would say there are going to be as many there as there would be in Buffalo, let's say, for Vermont. <laughs> All right. Yes. AJ, you're the expert bracket-wise. I, I, well, I mean, it's a pick em game. I'm, I that's like, why we need an expert. Yeah, I like Loyola here. Ohio State is really limping into the tournament. They've lost four of their last five. Three of those losses were against non-tournament teams. And a lot of it is they're without two key guys. Well, I should say two important guys because one of them's name is Zed Key. Uh, but Zed Key is key out is or, key. or limited. And then Kyle Young. And it's just been ugly without those two guys. The offense has basically been EJ Liddell, who's very good. He's a pro. EJ Liddell sounds like a pro wrestler. EJ Liddell will be a pro basketball player. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then they've got a freshman named Malachi Branham, who's very good. But here's what Loyola has. Their best player is a guy named Lucas Williamson, a, a senior defender, 
two-time Missouri Valley Defender of the Year. He's one of the guys who has experience from that Loyola Final Four team. They're going to throw him on Branham, take him away, and now it's E.J. Liddell versus the world. That worries me for Ohio State. So let's talk about this. Loyola had the Final Four team, but then they had a run. Sweet 16 last year. Okay, so when you say Final Four team, you mean Final Four team. Yes. So this is like his seventh year? He, it's, it, that was 2018, uh, so yeah, it was. It was but did he play a key he, role? He was a key player for them, yeah. Okay. you got to be honest, though, now that we think about it, the guy's name of the guy's key? From yes. Is hashtag key is key? <laughs> you tell me that doesn't take off? Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Especially if they if they fall behind, he's like, oh, just key was key in this. Yeah. Okay. That analysis I heard from someone else. I don't remember who. I've listened to like twelve pods, but all you know, high quality at least content wise. They said, hey, Ohio State has an over reliance on the young post score, and if the Chicago guy or Loyola guy can take him out, now what? With the injuries in addition, the now what becomes even more of a question. Yes. And Ohio State is one of those teams, and we've talked about we talked about this yesterday. A team who's very good on offense and very very bad on defense. All right. So with Ken Palm, the defense is what uh, for Ohio State the one thirty. I'm saying yeah. Wow. Wait, wait. Let's make sure that's right. Adjusted efficiency, four factors. Uh, yeah, 130th in defensive efficiency. All right. And that's something that we've seen is, and we got to do a study on this. If you're 100 or worse, the performance in the NCAA tournament's really abysmal. Yes. What do you think? Yeah, I, I want to fade Ohio State all the way here. And also, Ohio State's the seven, Loyola's the 10. So for bracket purposes, I love taking a 10. That's a pick'em game that, that when I'm already thinking about betting that 10 at pick'em, Ohio State laid an egg in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. They lost to Penn State. Penn State's not good. And sometimes you can excuse a team. They're a little bit flat if they were playing okay coming into the tournament. But Ohio State wasn't. They should have circled, hey, we need to get to fix this ship. You know, they were they, they lost to Michigan. Michigan didn't have their coach. Uh, they got blown out against Maryland. I mean, they, they lost to Nebraska at home. I mean, this is a team that's absolutely, you know, playing their worst ball of the year. So that, that brings up a question. And AJ, you probably got the knowledge on this. Do we want a team that let's use Virginia Tech as the other extreme? Great example, the opposite. Hot, they're, they're surging. Now, markets matter in that they care about what's publicly known. Oh, look, Virginia Tech, they just won their conference tournament. They're good. Well, they get more expensive in theory. Ohio State, who wants to play that? I mean, this game's pick them. The committee is saying Ohio State's clearly the better team. Now, we're not saying the committee knows more than the market. They don't. But it seems like it's built in that Ohio State's playing bad. And it's built in that Loyola has a history in this. I mean, how many people looked at this and said, uh, is that the school with the with that nun? Sister Jean. That, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't remember Sister Jean. They just remember the nun. Okay. Right. And and it's just like, I mean, I'm talking about that casual fan because remember, and what Fez says, I think is exactly right. The reason the NCAA brackets are so popular is that little number beside them, because the secretary at work who doesn't follow any college basketball can still fill it out because they got that little ten versus seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. If the truth belies that if the truth is different than that then it's something where well so many people are going to let that factor 
the number beside them dictate that you just want to default to go the other way, even if it's a coin flip. So if the market's right here, you've got to play Loyola on your bracket because so many people are going to play a high state just because the number is smaller. You agree? I agree strongly with that. I got a question for you. This is one game that the bookmakers completely disagreed on the openers. So they had each, I saw each team favored by one and a half at different places. Uh, at the same time? At the same time. That they, I'm when, thinking when it they moved came out, the middle. It did. But I was wondering, <laughs> you know, as works. opposed to a game that starts pick everywhere. So here's a game where I think, you know, there's, there's, there's very. Which book, which book was one? Which book was the other? South Point had the, um, had minus one half and DraftKings had the other way. All right, well, I'd take South Point. So which, who was the – I mean, both was minus one and a half. Who was the minus one? I actually think that there might have been a two at South Point. I can't remember About who About two for who. whom? I know. I can't recall. For whom? I can't recall. <laughs> Loyola was never favored by two. Right? So it pro- South Point probably would have been Had Ohio, Ohio State, State minus two. Minus two. Okay. Oh, we can look that up. What were you laughing at? It was just the there was the same question over and over, and I was just I was <laughs> yeah, curious. I mean, he, he was trying to avoid it no matter what. <laughs> God damn it! Who's they? Pronouns, pal. All right, Mackenzie, look up the opener, see where that was. If South, you know, I think it's probably in dig. My guess is, and I think this is what you said. I didn't hear you. Is Ohio State was DraftKings? No, I think Ohio State was South Point because I don't think Loyola was ever two anywhere. Wow, but here's the thing. Which is the public team here? Well, that's an interesting question. Ohio State was a two seed last year. Ohio State's a traditional basketball power, so maybe which brings up another point. They got beat. They did get beat in the first round last, last year. year. Now, how focused is this team to not have that happen again? And does that even matter, or is this where there's too much pressure not to I think lose the another pressure because it's pick? If they were at minus ten, then I think it would be About to focus. their benefit, right? To right. not look past. Okay, Ohio State last year lost as a two seed. Seems like there's a lot of pressure. Fez, we were talking before the show, you made a good point. If Ohio State was the clear favor and focus was the – are they going to be focused? We'd say yes because they don't want to have another upset. The games pick them, so everyone's focused. My thought was who's the public team because of the nun in Loyola and in their history? Right now, Ohio State's 80-plus percent cash. That number shocks me. It does, actually. But I think the line's so low. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of – you got to be – you know what I think? I think people get off that a wannabe Sharps on betting a a clearly lesser team at, like, like, uh, South Dakota State to say, I got South Dakota State. Well, what are you getting? Eight, nine, no, one and a half. <laughs> Two, yeah. Yeah, and it's like against, you know, Providence, it's like, yeah. yeah. Do you know how lucky Providence yeah. was? It's like there is that phenomenon. In fact, I think you fell to that against Arkansas last year, AJ. I did. The memo is out. Wisconsin and Providence are really, really lucky. Everyone is reading the same thing. And at some point, yeah. now the market reacts. So I'm going with the high state. Hmm. I'm going with Loyola. Loyola. All right, I like it. Okay. Are you pushing the button on us? Is that what's happening? No, you didn't even give it a bit. You got to tell us. Do you have a, what is it? Do you have a small opinion? or uh, It's a, a like opinion? for me. Loyal is a like for it's me. It's a like, like you're betting it. It's yeah, a bet. It's a bet. Really? I like it. Too. Just push it, RJ. Come on. I like it. I need I'll action cons- around I'll here. consider it. <laughs> now, by the way, we're going to tell you what. I go against you in the NFL sometimes. I can't remember. Yeah, how'd that it, work out? In the implied odds, implied odds on this at Pick'em, let me do the math. 50-50. <laughs> Next game, Jacksonville State, Auburn. Now, this is game 757-58. Now, this game plays Friday at 1240 Eastern, True TV. What do we got on the uh, – oh, line is 15 and a half. 
139. I'll do the total later. Later. I don't want to have all these numbers at the front. 15 and a half, AJ. Give me who you like on the bracket. Auburn. Who do you like on the spread? Jacksonville State. Why? And Jacksonville State, a team that doesn't deserve to be here, didn't win their conference tournament, but they had a technicality that got them in. What was it? The other one was excluded? They were, yeah, they weren't eligible to make the well, tournament. How do we know how hard they played in that game then? Was it the finals? They lost against- in the semifinals. Okay. Well, so the other finalist team? The other finalist team that, that beat Jacksonville Army. State, they got kicked out too. So it, it fell. What kind of outlaw conferences? I know it so fell they all the way back to if if you if, if a non-eligible wins the conference, it's it's best conference record pre-tournament. So the regular season. I champion didn't make up win. the rules. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it one bit. But this is a a good. I, I do have a question. The opponent that Jacksonville State lost to had to be excluded, right? Was the other semifinal complete at the time Jackson State play, Jacksonville State played? Yes. Then they didn't. So they knew they were in. Here's no, what ha- no, 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 no. Here's they what happened. Not know they were in. So How? Jacksonville beat Jacksonville State in the semis. Oh, let's confuse it even more. <laughs> and then Jacksonville played Bellarmine in the finals. Uh-huh. Bellarmine won, but they're not eligible Excluded. to go. Okay. So instead of saying, okay, well, Jacksonville, you're in because you made it to the final. No, they said, we're going to the regular season champion who lost oh. in the semis. So Jacksonville State sat back and rooted for Bellarmine. Okay. They, they so it wasn't, it, okay, it wasn't that both, because I said it and you said yes, it wasn't that both in the finals were excluded. It was the one was excluded, but then when they won, they couldn't go. Right. So the loser didn't get it. They had some other tiebreaker. So you're really okay. good at this. You're right. much better than I. My first take was like, you know what? Normally when a team wins their conference tournament, they storm the court and everyone, all the players are super excited. That doesn't exist here. I think that's a big negative for the Dolphins in this game. See, now I thought you were going to say it's a positive, mm. but I agree with you that it's a negative. I think if it's a good team that you don't have to worry about how good they are, losing kind of motivates them. This is a team that has to have confidence. They don't know if they can play. You know, the old Hoosiers, let's measure the hoop and make sure it's 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 10 feet. Hey, this is the same hoop as in your backyard. And we've been winning all these games. You yeah, know, this team is not sure of itself, and it's even less sure of itself. That's what I think, and I think yeah. they could well get killed. If I had to pick, I'd take Auburn. Well, remember, Auburn just lost to Texas A&M, who's not a tournament team. So they can't be riding exactly high either. Which helps them when they're the clear favorite, though. When you're favored by 15 and a half, it isn't your skill. It's how focused you are to run it out. I'm much happier that that, that Auburn comes off of a loss as opposed to Auburn being everyone telling them how great they are and getting accolades and them being on. No one's been telling Auburn how great they are for about a month now. So don't worry. You know something? We talked about first halves yesterday. I like Auburn in the first half. Mm. Because one, the fact they lost means they're going to come out focused in theory. Fez's theory about Jacksonville State being not sure of themselves should apply in the early part of the game. I could see Auburn getting up by 18 and then just coasting and losing, you know, only winning by 14 or 13. First, I mean, do we really think Auburn? So what, what do we got? Like eight in the first half? Here? Probably eight and a half. Can you look that up? Yeah, McKenzie? check that out. I, I mean, I'm not saying... I'd bet this, but it feels like if I could make any bet on this side or total, I think I'd do that. What do you, what do you, who do you like on the, I like Jacksonville state on the spread. So they are, first of all, they're the the 11th best three point shooting team in the country. I like three point shooting teams in uh, with, with uh, big spreads because I feel like they can, they can get back into it. I agree with that. Uh, And defensively they run a pack line. Basically they dare, they're daring teams to shoot from outside over them. Mm. Auburn's two best players are, they're, they're front court guys, Kessler and, and Jabari Smith. So they've got shooters 
who are very willing to shoot but not good shooters. Okay. So they're going to force those shooters to shoot. And so we like the under. I, I do like the under. Okay. 139 is the total. You like it as a bet? I, I like. I don't like the total as a bet. I like Jacksonville State as a bet. As a bet? Yeah. Okay. Boy, it sounds like what you just said is we're not sure about how good Jacksonville State is, but we think that they match up really Schematically. well defensively. This, it seems like the handicap is more about Auburn not scoring. Yes. So why not like the total? More because, like I said, ja- ja- because Jacksonville State is a good three-point shooting team, well, and the, if now it gets we're into, they're going to win the game. If we start running, I mean, by the way, ten to one money line and implied odds here, ninety-four percent chance that Auburn advances. Next game, Montana State, Texas Tech. Rotation number seven seven seven. Oh, I like it. There was six 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 yesterday. I think it was uh, Wyoming was six six six, and. Uh, Texas Tech is a 15-point favorite in the game. That goes Friday, 145. Who do you like on, I'm assuming, Texas Tech? That's a safe assumption. How about the spread? I I lean to Montana State on the spread. So Texas Tech's not a team I want to lay a big number with away from their home gym. The number one defense in the country. Yeah, but this is a really post-heavy Bobcats team. and Who's the Bobcats? Montana State is the Bobcats. How many people do you think know that? I don't no. know. Well, I, know. I think everybody know knows Texas, Texas Tech's Tech not the Bobcats. Yeah, but now we're doing SAT-like elimination. Okay, so Montana State is very post-heavy, post-reliant, and the Tech defense is basically built to deny post-injury. So I don't see a great way to a lot of offense. Uh, and so under? 132 and a half. I, I think under is the, the way to look here. Why, I, why isn't it a pick? Uh, just because I'm, I'm trying not to. I'm not trying to have a, a bet on every single game. Good I mean, but it's, value. it's certainly a number that I, I, I've got circled as a, a look at number. But a lot of these, the unders are getting hammered in these tournaments already. Like I've seen a lot of totals pushed down. That means our instincts are right. It's just Could too be. late to the party. Um, but Tech's smallest starter is six five, and the guy that sets everything up for Montana State is a five eight point guard, and I worry. Is he Muggsy Bogues' son? No, his name's Xavier Bishop. But I, I, I worry how they defend on the perimeter. So I, I, I'd lean to Montana State because the number's just so outrageous yeah, for so, Texas Tech. So would you say, an open question, would you say whenever there's a matchup of the David and Goliaths, the first question needs to be, is Goliath a typical Goliath that they have a physical you know, dominant, big, you know, because sometimes these teams aren't as physical as you might think. So question one, are they that? There's no seven-footers for Texas Tech. But no, still, no, no. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about, is are there guards 6'4", are there guards 6'1"? Like in division, in the big six, the guards are tend to be 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yep. They tend to be six. Really, the difference oftentimes with getting the scholarship to Texas mm-hmm. Tech is you're 6'4", not 6'1". Everybody on Texas Tech from 1 to 5 is between 6'5 and 6'8". So they're so they're like a positionless basketball, yes. which is really scary because with that length, I'm assuming they play some type of I'm just guessing amoeba type zone where well, they, they play the no middle, like basically forcing you to to shoot from outside. Well, no, not forcing you to shoot. They're trying to stop the shots. St- from they're tra- no, they're trying to stop you from getting inside. Oh, when you say no middle, you mean no middle. You're not getting into the middle okay, of this. Okay, so pa- but that seems like an old school. It's de- very old school. But but they had the best defense in the country. Yeah. So. I guess my thought is Montana State, do they somehow have the ability to play 
big boy basketball? I'd say no, right? I would say no. All right. So now, if we assume that's the case, it's either under or Texas Tech based upon do we think Tech's going to score a lot? Because we know Montana State's not going to score a lot, right. right? I don't bet college basketball anymore. Do we? Do they have team totals? Yes. Is there any reason not to look at Montana State and just go under? There. That's probably the safest bet you can make. Well, that's what I like. Say, Sometimes they're pro- charging minus 15 now on those team but totals. But not all of them. Not all of them. But but it's becoming more and more that, prevalent. But, but if anything, that's a sign it's a great bet. Meaning, if you can get it other than 15, the fact that the they're all, it's almost like with teasers. As the years went by, they became more and more expensive because they were getting beat by them. Yeah, but that they're getting beat because the the bookies tired of like some uh, you. Uh, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> example: the Michigan point guard gets gets announced that they're like, oh, we got to move that game. They're like, oh. Forgot to move the Michigan which is team total. Which you are the most nationally known guy that's that's been fair. a supporter of fair, that. Fair enough. I will say this about Montana State. I, I always like to look at but, COVID. But we're, we're losing the thread here. Mm-hmm. What you just said was this team total stuff is so profitable that people are making it more expensive. But everyone doesn't make it more expensive, which means if you can get minus 110, 110 on team totals, it's a great opportunity. I agree with that. All right. Continue. Okay. The first question you said, what's the first question? And I think it's excellent. Do we have a, like a bunch of really, really big, strong guys? It's going to be hard to beat these guys. Like I think back to the number one that got beat, Virginia. They obviously didn't have gifted athletes when they lost to Maryland, Baltimore County. But my first question is coping. I always try to look at these lesser t- schools. Have they played anyone that's good and did they get crushed or did they hang in there? Mm-hmm. Now, here's an interesting situation. I got to ask you about this. So Montana State, the best team they played was South Dakota State. They lost by 17, but South Dakota State shot 54% from three. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like an asterisk. They got blown out, but they were really But South unlucky. Dakota State isn't a big physical team either. So mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, AJ, that would be a game that you had strength against strength. That These were small schools playing small basketball, and one was just better than the yep. other, and one shot the ball just lights sure. out. I don't think I, I'd rather them play the worst big conference school. Mm. They played Colorado as well. All right, so they, I, lo- they lost 94 90 in overtime. First game of the season. At Colorado. In yeah, now so first that's good. Game, yeah, no doubt. And here, here's something interesting about Texas Tech their record away from home, like so neutral or road games, is seven and nine. Not good. They're 18 and 0 at home. Ken Palm has them as the best. Biggest home field advantage in college basketball. And of those seven wins uh, away from home, two of them were by double digits, and one of them was against Incarnate Word, who's Incarnate a, a, Word. a bottom 10 Ken Palm team in the country. So th- this is not a team that has, has run away from anybody at home. That's why I can't look run at Tech here. Or, or on, the, in, on the road, I mean. Run away from as an extended lead. Yes. Run away sounds like you don't want the fight. Sorry. I mean, they, they haven't uh, extended on. Uh, that's uh, a great way to say it. Okay. So... I want to, I'm going to be looking at these team totals as we go. Now, what I'd be interested in, then we got to move on. I'd be interested in when Texas Tech has struggled on the road, has that been the offensive suffered or has the defense suffered? Because there's going to be an impudent mm. score on every game. 
Mackenzie, we might we might have to extend our NFL to college basketball to help AJ out. But you know, next year. But the I, super sheet groweth. Yeah, because I really would be interested. Is based on the spread and the total, you can say this is what the line, game was supposed to be. Have they fallen off? Now their net margin is going to be bad on the road. Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? Because if it came from their offense, the I defense. still like the team total under. I'm seeing a lot of scoring, that, but with one exam, uh, one exception, it looks like the Kansas game ended up being it was a 94-91 double overtime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of the games, though, it looks like they were held in the 50s, low 60s. On the road. On the road. So the defense looks as good as it's ever been. The defense been. is good, but yeah. So I would say Montana State under team total would be my pick. Mm. Yours officially? Uh, my, my my official pick well, is you don't want to make this pick, Texas Tech to advance. Yeah, we got that. And part. I lean Montana State. Lean. I'm okay. the same. Lean. Okay, this is an ad. We've time shifted. And you know what it's for? It's for the bracket. And I got AJ with me. Fez is too important. He's off. Probably going to use my bracket to try to make some money. We know that much. But we're going to go over this quickly, about, you know, 90 seconds, two minutes. Here's the pitch. If you heard it yesterday, you know it, and you probably acted upon it. If you haven't, it's simple. My bracket is good. Now, why is it good? It's an amalgamation of experts. Now, what's an amalgamation? I don't know. But had, a gathering, had, a compilation, a compilation, an aggregation, amalgamation, something, a composite. It's adding a lot of sources up. And you know what? I believe one of my strengths and history, I think, has shown this. Look at the uh, super contest. Yeah, I've had some good picks in that. Your picks, Fezzik's picks over the years, different people's picks. You're good at picking out the I'm duds. good at picking the picks. <laughs> And I've got all kind of sources for this bracket. I've got my own private history that I've done some, I think, quite original work on at each level of the brackets, uh, at each round, what teams are viable at what seeds and what teams aren't, how many ones are going to be there, how many twos. So I reverse engineer it based on all the aggregation of picks. There's a computer model that I've got access to, you know, 10,000 simulations that works. It all adds up. I think this is as good as anything. I think if you were in a, like whatever you would pay for any bracket information, this is worth more. I believe that. But I also believe this, that you support the show in a way that makes it possible. And I hate that cliche. And I like to take a lot of credit. (laughs) What are you laughing at? I'm laughing. You don't normally give up credit when when it's. I, I try to be honest. Yeah. I try to be honest. But I do believe in this case that I'm grateful to the audience. And you know why? Because we are different. We might go 20 minutes on something different. And the fact that you like that or tolerate it means that we have an affinity for you. And I do especially because I'm the one usually leading those 20-minute side excursions. So here's what I'm going to do. Just for the pod listeners, the $64, 64 teams, $64 bracket is going to be $4. Not $4 off, $4, $60 off. And we've had hundreds, and I mean literally hundreds pay the 64 That's one-sixteenth of right? retail price. I didn't price. know how to do that, Matt. I guess it's the final four. Exactly. And how do you do that? You go to pregame.com, you click buy picks, and you're going to see the bracket, and then you're going to say buy. But it's going to say 64 But when you put it into the cart, it's going to say coupon, question mark? You're going to say yes. Here it is, Madness 4, M-A-D-N-E-S-S, the number 4, Madness 4. And you get it for $4. Pretty clear, isn't it, AJ? It seems pretty simple. 
And by the way, AJ is going to be at the center of this picking. We got his pick on every game. You, you're hearing it now for uh, Friday's games and others. And history said, we listen, we do damn well. But for four bucks, if all it was was to thank the sh- show us, like when Feds, we told during the Super Bowl podcast, we said Feds' record is so great, you need to get his props. It was our biggest selling package ever. You know what was the biggest selling package before that? The last bracket. The last bracket. <laughs> That's right. Are you trying to top it? I want to. I screw. I want Feds to be like, oh, my record got broken. I, I knew this was a this was a personal win for so, you. <laughs> here's the thing: if you're on Team Fez, still buy the bracket. If you're on Team Arge, now there's no team. We're all one team. Pre-game team. Pre-game team. But we have our little competitions. Why? Because we like to be the best. I want to be the best. AJ wants to be the best, et cetera. Okay, now I am going to say this, and you might not like it. If the numbers warrant it, I will commit till next year to give the same deal. But if the numbers come in a little tepid, I'm going to 64. I might give eight bucks off or something, 10% off. And I'll tell you this, and I'm not joking, my revenue... I, this is the only thing I sell ever. I never sell picks. Nope. My revenue, the the last year we did it without the discount, was over 20K. So 20K just went right into my pocket that I didn't have before because I got 100%. I didn't have to split it with anyone. That was nice. I'm, I'm not saying each of you I'm giving 20K to, but to the audience, I'm throwing out 20K as a thank you. But you have the ability... To make sure that's the case next year. Even if you don't want the bracket this year or next year, you're doing it for everyone else. This is pretty good. Because think about it. If you're on the border, you're thinking, yeah, we want to show RJ we like the pod and everyone. But, you know, we like the idea RJ could say, you know how much I would have made if it wasn't for this discount? If, I mean, this works at many levels. It does. But you're if, a generous man is what you're saying. No. I'm saying it's rare that I'm generous, <laughs> so we might as well take advantage of it is what I'm saying. If I was generous, there'd be a lot of BS going, no, no, no. I, I want to be generous of spirit. I remember when, when Mary just was kind of getting to know my family and stuff, she was flabbergasted. I bought, <laughs> I bought this. I can't. What, what, it, oh, there was, this is right when Yelp was starting to get big. Mm-hmm. And I used to drive from Columbus to home and Zanesville, Ohio, which you probably haven't heard of, was halfway in between. So there was always the airport exit. Is, it was a specific exit. There was this little airport that had like propeller planes flying. But they had a Wendy's and like a Rack's roast beef or whatever was there. And it was exactly halfway between Columbus and, and Shadyside, right, where I grew up, a little town. And... It was an hour five and an hour five, but it was exactly half. So we'd always say stop at the airport exit, go to the bathroom, get a drink, whatever, you know, get a Coca-Cola, whatever. <laughs> Yelp, we're driving home, and I, it says there's some exotic shop that has these, like, great peanuts and homemade. Like, there was somehow they made the peanuts where they would, they got the raw peanuts, and then they, they honey roasted them oh, right yeah. there. It smells good. So I, I never, I drove by that thing for 10 years, never knew it. We stopped, we got a bag of those peanuts. They were so good. We got home, there was like maybe a fist and a half of peanuts. Well, I gave generously, I gave like my niece, my nephew, some cousins that were there, younger cousins. One, they go, these are great, Uncle Rick. Can I have some? I go, no. 
No, I go, maybe some. later. I go, maybe later. I, I don't need a foot massage. And what I did for like three days was dolly, like give these out one peanut at a time, almost like tweezers, like hand them over. <laughs> and they were, the kids were wanting those peanuts so bad. And Mary looks at me and goes, I can't believe you're still not giving them those peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I got a lot from it. A lot of foot rubs. <laughs> And it's funny, I did that one time. I've only done this twice. I got cheesecake from New York. George and I went out to New York like when I was 20. And there was a cousin of mine, or like a second cousin. We only saw her like maybe every two years. But she ended up going to Stanford, graduating from Stanford and did some good things. But she was like eight, nine years old at the time. I would give her a sliver of this cheesecake and she wanted it so bad. I said, and I kept it there out in the open so she could eat it, but she, everyone would know she ate it. So she was fighting not to eat it. I saw her like three years ago. She came to Vegas and we went to dinner. She told me that story. She was like, I still think about that cheesecake. <laughs> like she's graduating from Stanford. So I think it works. That's what I'm doing here. I'm doling something Boop. out and it's, you're, it's, they're it's, give, you're giving them a peanut. It's, but more than a peanut. I'm giving them – how many picks are there? There's 63 games, right, if you don't count the plans? I think that's right. Yeah. They're getting 63 peanuts for $4. Mm. So somehow I'm softer to the audience than I am to my own family. That might explain some that stuff. That does. <laughs> Go to pregame.com if you care about anyone but yourself. If you like peanuts. Well, no, remember, though, I think you missed it when you were reading something. It's not just their benefit. They're benefiting the rest of the community. And that's, Cause that's I'm gonna, yeah, because you're going to give them the, the savings next year, too. I might. If <laughs> You'll give them more peanuts if they rub your feet. Exactly. But <laughs> here's the beauty of it, though. The foot rub benefits them in this case. So if I had the most gorgeous feet in the world. No, if my feet were gorgeous and it was giving them a back massage. You know how like you can step on someone? Okay, I thought you meant like a monkey or something. No, okay. imagine like I am a 110-pound model. I don't know. I'm looking at you right now exactly. and thinking just that. Exactly. Well, maybe mm. not, but mm. imagine that <laughs> and that the feet is rubbing on their back. Okay. That sounds good, doesn't it? I've heard of worse things. And it's for four bucks. That's a good deal. Pregame.com, buy picks. Do it. Buy picks is the link. And then you simply have the coupon, which is Madness 4. Now, we could change that to Feet 4, but don't no. Don't do that. Madness 4. Back to the show. All right. Oh, Mackenzie's interested. 765, 766, Yale, Purdue, Purdue 16, and this game's Friday, 2 o'clock, TBS. I have an opinion on this, but I want to hear yours first. AJ, best advancing, bet. Purdue's move. Best bet, Purdue, Purdue minus 16. Ooh, let's, let's see if our gal agrees with you. Well, I guess that doesn't matter because she always agrees. She's a good girl. <laughs> Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Fire up your pad and pencil. I give you a piece of my mind. Mackenzie Rivers, Yale graduate. It was, I think he has a tattoo with the with a Y in the year. I haven't seen. I just heard from an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> is um of his. Is did you ever care about the basketball team? Every every year this time I do, yes. <laughs> Conference tournament mean, and the big when dance. You were, when you were wringing your hands saying, I wish they made the tournament? Yeah, I mean, rooting <laughs> I mean, interest or make no. the tour- Now, I heard something on a pod that they said that they do not deserve to be a 14 seed. They do not. They should have that been a 15-16. They, they had Princeton slotted, 
and it was like once Yale won, they said, "What the ah, hell?" We'll just yeah. put yep. the, we'll just put those those geek academic guys. Why else slot. do you like this? Uh, so the, what yeah. Yale does is in the in the Ivy League, they use their physical advantages to bully smaller oh, teams. So this is strength against strength, except one's a lot stronger. They've got no physical advantages yeah. here. So and unlike unlike past Yale teams, this is not a good three point shooting team. They get points at the rim and from the free throw line. That's going to be difficult because Purdue's got two seven footers, elite. Elite guys in and the middle. And these are not just seven footers. This Edie guy is like a monster. And they also count a lot on offensive rebounding in Ivy Play, second chance points. That's not going to happen here. So Yale, when they stepped up in class, didn't go well. Against Kinpom top 100 teams, 0 and 5 with a margin of 21 and a half points. Against power, uh, power five straight up margin. All right. Uh, power six competition, 0 and 2. The margin jumps to 29 points per game. This is a Purdue call it game. So they lose to Seton Hall by 20. They lose to St. Mary's by 27. Purdue's better than these teams. I think you nailed it, RJ. At most, Yale should have been a 15. Mm-hmm. Purdue easily could have been a two. You got a two against a 15 and a motivated, you know, off of a loss. I'll lay the, the you know the, the 16 points all day long. There's very few perfect teams. So the question becomes Purdue stinks on defense. Exactly. The question becomes does the other team have the ability to exploit the other team's imperfection? Yale, you're saying, because Purdue, if they're good at anything, they're good at interior defense, at least relatively, and that's what Yale likes to want to do. Like if everybody on Purdue shrunk six inches and got a little bit worse at basketball, they'd be Yale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like a Disney movie. But, but, but here's my last question. Do we want to look at the first half or the game? It feels like the physical edge we want to exert over the game. And also, Purdue getting a lot of questions, it seemed. I mean, based on where they were number one in the country at one point, right? They were. So, and now they are falling out of favor. I think they might want to make a statement. I agree with that. You think? I think so. And I think they, they got a perfect matchup to do it in. Best bet on the spread, A.J. Hoffman, Purdue, laying the lumber. Imagine, I like Purdue, too. Imagine that. All right, Fed. <laughs> you and, listen, this is like the NFL. You like the exact thing he likes they every game. See us. I mean, so, but at least you're not denying it. Not at all. He won't admit it, though. That's the problem. But this is AJ's favorite play. He's laying. How you know everyone's playing the dogs like, and you're like, I finally found a favorite. I'm comfortable. Listen, with. what did I give you on the podcast or on the uh, straight out of Vegas yesterday? I, I said Georgia State plus twenty three and a half. My well, favorite. You part. heard about that? I liked it. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I do like. By the way, it's worth a second to talk about. You know, I'll do that after. No, I got it right here. Is here's my analysis I didn't have yesterday because I I did a bunch of notes. And I had like three different notepads, and I left two at home and only brought one. <laughs> it wasn't real smart. I can't lie. Um, Boise State against – oh, wait. It's Georgia State. I'm sorry, against Gonzaga. They pressure. I don't know if you know this. Yes. A lot. And to me, this is something that Gonzaga hasn't faced a lot of pressure this year. They don't see it in the West Coast. And I think mm. that that's where they're going to figure it out, right? Usually you start pressing a team that's better than uh, you. First half. For, I think that first yeah. half looks juicy because mm. of the, the factors we talked about, but also unfamiliar defense. Unfamiliar defense. Yeah. Now, what I will say, the, the, and you make a good point, but what I've seen all year long with Gonzaga is them be up 20 at halftime and then just coast. And that brings up another interesting point is some teams that run it, like Baltimore Ravens in the NFL in years past, not this most recent year, they would run it up late later when they're up 14 or 17 
other teams did it, but that helped them in the computer rankings because it was like, well, look, they won by 30. Margin of victory matters. You're saying Gonzaga could have named some scores they chose not yes. to. Okay. But that just means Gonzaga's underrated generally. I agree. But this, but if I'm not mistaken, this line went up from the open pretty significantly. No, uh, went towards Georgia State. It actually opened 26. Is that how you saw it, Fez? You remember? This one I remember. It opened from 22 at DraftKings to 27. That's at what South I heard. Point. That's what I heard. And, and then now you're saying it fell, fell back okay. after that. Yeah. Okay. And and again, I listened to a few pods that were out real early, so they might have had that. So money jumped on Gonzaga, and then it all came pushing back. It came yeah, simultaneously. They they opened gotcha. five what points is, different. You know, Mackenzie, do me a favor. Oh, so Ken Palm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Pop the Ken Palms uh, every game too, and that's awesome. Okay, and we got a little McKenzie tidbit here. Dogs of 16-plus in the first round, all right, since 2004. Oh, he loves putting this up to Needle AJ. 60 and 48. Now, it's interesting. Now, is this something that you did? Oh! McKenzie, oh, do you have a button in oh, there? Oh, he is taunting. He's taunting. He's going, come on, Yale. Come on, Yale. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of more. All right, 93% is an implied odds. Now, did you do the – did we do this in the database at 16 or this just happened to be 16? I just did it right now at 16. Oh, I like that. But, you know, I think he's right, meaning typically the big names are going to be overly favored. I think in this game, it's un- I would certainly bet Purdue before Yale. I do find it interesting. It's one of the few games I think there's value on the favor – and it's his best bat. You just admit you're much more comfortable laying the lumber. I'm certainly more inclined. You got to get that. All, you got to get away from that. I know. All right. I do like this one. Next game, Delaware Villanova. It's 773-74. Nova is favored by 15 and a half. I'm assuming Nova. A Nova to advance. Uh, who do you like on the I, first? I lean to Delaware. I, I, the, it's, this is one of the... If I could say pass on any of these, that's one I'd say pass right. on. Uh, Don't I, overdo it. Villanova, it, they they play a, a low tempo. It's going to be a, a low scoring game, but they are an elite shooting team. They've got guard play that's going to overwhelm Delaware, and it, the defense is just not, Delaware's defense is just not very good. They're 257th defending the three. That's a terrible first number to look at if you're playing. So why Villanova. not Nova? Because it, because the, the tempo that they play at it makes it hard for them to just blow everybody out. Um, now and my understanding is this team has really been focused on the tournament. That, that some guys came back that maybe could have came out. Tell that they, story. They started slow, and everybody was like, "Ooh, Villanova, this is broken." And then as the season went on into Big East play, you started to say, "Ooh, maybe this team." We forgot this team's really good. They've got a really good coach who's been there and done that. So in Villanova, I think Jay Wright, and the has, coach's name, Jay Wright, who has said in the past. We're here to win championships, not to win regular season games. And this, like, but winning regular season games is how you win championships. It's how you get number one. You know, it's. I get why he's going to say that. And but he still won the conference. He still won the conference turning. Yeah. Despite this, this focus. I think yep. this is a Belichickian question. Losing games doesn't have virtue, mm-hmm. but if you're doing something now that decreases your chance of winning, that helps you later, then I think that is virtuous. Sure. Right. So is that what he was doing? That's the question. Yeah, and the only size that Delaware has is a guy named Dylan Painter who was at Villanova, and they shipped out, or he transferred because he couldn't get on the court. So that's a just an interesting tidbit of a guy like a guy who wasn't good enough to play for Villanova. That's that's one of the key guys for Delaware. But maybe it w- that's what you could say about Joe Burrow. 
You could. Except that wasn't the case, right? <laughs> so, I mean, now, I, there's a couple of games where they have transfers and the teams are facing off. The question is, do you, yeah. you think the committee did that on purpose? Almost like uh, like wrestling. Like kind of feels that makes way. Makes sense, right? I the like it. Line. I like it. Man. As long as it's fair. Yeah, I, this is a TV mm. product, right? I, as long as it's fair. I don't want it to be fair because if you question the integrity of the game. but Yeah, and, the, and from a seeding perspective, 215, that's a, it's a very fair matchup. Ken Palm says 14. Okay. You know, I want to look to play dogs. I, I, I know about this, you know, that if all things being equal, the big number, you want to look to dogs, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting there. I look at, I look at Delaware, yeah, I agree. you know, the coping, it's, it's not there. They lost, they played two teams that were like borderline top, like top 50 type of teams, Davidson and Iona. They lost to 22 and they lost by 11 in those games. So if you're losing, you know, on average by 16 against, you know, bubble teams, how are you going to do against the number two seed? It doesn't look good. And I do think Villanova having, look towards the tournament for so long, they're going to come out focused. Um, Fez, you don't know this. AJ and I were doing a little work yesterday on free throw shooting. Mm. Now, Villanova is the number one free throw team in the country by percentage. Now, they're in the tournament. What was the number? Was it 22? I think it went to 18. 18. How many of the top 18 best free throw shooting teams do you think are in the tournament? Twelve. One. Wow. I get that one wrong. The next 17 aren't in the tournament, which if it was ever an example, oh, now this is good. He, AJ, McKenzie's saying, hey, I went to Yale, all right? They might not be good at basketball, AJ. <laughs> is Incarnate Word is the number two best free yeah. throw. A lot of high academic institutions, those guys are sitting making free throws. You, you know, part of the reason I thought the tournament teams would do well is they usually win the games. They have the lead, so their guards are shooting these free throws when they're getting hacked at the end of the game. Yeah, versus- but when they're posing for Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not yeah. shooting. For, but I'll tell you this. This won't matter as much because this line isn't in that corridor of end of game. But Villanova laying five and a half to seven Great and a half, point. I think, has a real edge. Yeah. Well, and Villanova of the top twenty free throw shooting teams, the only Power Six conference team. They're all, so it's all smaller conference schools. The next nineteen. Amazing. But some of them could make the tournament. Yep. They're winning. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado State made it from the Mountain West. Exactly. They're the nineteenth best shooting team. Well, I like it. Ooh, and that's a close game against Michigan. It's a close game. I didn't hear that analysis. Second best tournament free throw shooting team. It's true. All right. So lean Delaware. No, I lean Nova. You lean Nova, but no real strong picks. No. Next game, Miami of Florida, USC. That's seven fifty six, or seven fifty five fifty six. USC favored by one and a half. So. Spread bet. It'd be funny if you have one spread. One way. You can tell it's a lane. Who do you got advancing? I've got USC advancing. And as a spread pick, it's a what? It is. I like US, USC one and a half. Like I it. like them. You li- that's what we do. Let's make this simple. Yep. You like it or you lean it. So you like it. I like USC. Make a case. And he wants a button. Here you go. Oh, let, let, all right. No, let him, let him do it before I make my case. Oh. Because I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot of sharps I saying, "I love ball. Miami, I love Miami," and I just don't. Miami is—they don't shoot threes. They're a decent three-point shooting team, but they don't shoot them. They are 230th in percentage of points from behind the arc. They, they are a slash and drive to the rim team against USC. That is a nightmare. USC is the second biggest team in the country. They are giants. They do not give up buckets at the basket. And four of their top five minutes, guys. 6'9 or taller, and they dominate inside on offense as well. The second best uh, two point defense in the country. Conversely, Miami, the worst two point defense 
the worst two-point defense in the tournament. So there's an opportunity. So the worst in the country, the worst in the tournament. Wor worst in the tournament, okay. Miami is. Uh -huh. So there's an opportunity for some easy buckets here for USC. USC's won nine of their last 13. All four of those losses were against UCLA and Arizona, who are the the two the elite teams in the Pac-12. Miami's just too inconsistent to trust. So it's You're filibustering. It's, it's SC for me. Make the case. Uh, just go veto said. Veto said. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> this is actually, that's what I thought. No, it's not true. It's not true. This is all anti-USC. So I'm a big believer that when a team has their home run spots of the year and they completely lay eggs. That that's that's, that's the most indicative of their truth. Exactly, because I know they wasn't that they were flat. If there was any other circumstance, so the number one most important game of the year for USC, they're home against Arizona. The crowd is juiced. They're ready to go. They're down 20, 10 minutes into the game. Never in the game. Then the, the two most other important games, you, you nailed it. Hey, they lost to these good teams, UCLA and Arizona. Well, they lost by seven and six to UCLA. Again, crosstown rival. You know, you lose both of those and you're not even competitive to win the game. I just cannot trust this. They can't shoot. Yes, they've got seven-foot tall guys. They're going to go to the NBA. This is a difference. They, they shoot. don't shoot. They can't shoot. They don't shoot. But, but you know, we're, we're consensus here. You know, in terms of we listen. I think the under makes a whole lot of sense because, like you said, I agree. Miami's going to have struggles. So 140 score also. or so is the total. So I like under 140. All right. So you you bat, and you guys just bat 300, but you bat then you like Miami, Miami Florida as the dog. Now this is 710. USC is the seven. They're favored by small numbers. So the line's in line with yes. the brackets. And I always like if you can explain why the others are wrong. So, AJ, you're kind of in the contrarian position against the Sharps out there. Yeah. I like that if you have a good reason. So just real succinctly, why are the Sharps wrong? I, you gave me the whole handicap, but zero in. What's the Sharps think that's just wrong? That my, that USC is crumbling down the stretch. And the fact of it is they crumbled against two teams that are just way better than them. Miami made it through a terrible ACC all season long. But Pac-12 is the worst big conference, right? No. They're not? No. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So, um... Mackenzie, do me a favor. See if Ken Palmer. I know Sagarin has him. He ranks I, the conferences. Yeah, I just want to see the conference. Well, it's just, all so top heavy. It's like if you, if like the Big Ten for a Big Ten team to win it all is like eight to one. For a Pac-10 team, to Pac-12 team to win it all is like you know three and a half to well, one. Pac-12. Pac-12 is the fifth best conference. ACC the sixth best. Right, so so not a massive, but about 0. 0. 0.4, uh, 0. 0.39 per his scale. Okay. All right. All right. So your theory is there's some deceiving losses that USC's gone through. It, I wouldn't say deceiving. Well, they're, they're not. They're, it's their just conclusions are wrong about them. The fact that they lost those four games near the end of the and season who were the four teams? is it's UCLA and Arizona twice. Okay, and UCLA. UCLA is a three seed. Like, Arizona's yeah. a one seed. Okay, but did they lose badly? Was it like I mean, I guess what I'm saying, you can lose against a good team, but if you lose by twenty, six, seven, and, and like twenty against Arizona. Might, they might have softened. They lost by they lost 20 and 9 to Arizona. They lost by 6 and 7 to UCLA. And part of you was saying, hey, the conference Miami's in, it's so down. That's Duke's conference, yes. right? Is there so, so the ACC is so down, people remember the ACC, but it's not what they are this yeah. year. Okay. The, do, you, do you back away, Fez, or you're still on it? No backing away. Also, the games in South Carolina. Oh, Lord. Now we got some secret That advantage. doesn't help. Circadian you. rhythm. It does not help USC to have to be playing in South Carolina. Well, Come let's on. see what time the game starts. The game starts at 3 o'clock Eastern. So, Just the travel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That private jet, I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> Next game. So, to be uh, clear, USC 
AJ, Fez on in Vito on Miami of Florida, and it's a cross uh, cross bat, cross fire with the green button. Next game, Virginia Tech, Texas. This is 763-64. Texas is a one-point favorite. So I'm assuming same thing, bracket and spread. Virginia Tech in both. And it's a what as a spread bet? Uh, it's, it's Virginia Tech as well. Virginia Tech. Uh, as a spread bet is what? Oh, Plus it's one. a it's a lean. This lean. whole this whole game is is very iffy to me. I don't want to buy into Virginia Tech, but it, the run through the ACC tournament has me starting to pay attention to them. They were a team that analytics guys have loved all season mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. and my eye test is just that they're not that good. And now, now, how much time did you watch them for your eye test? I've seen probably six or seven games of Virginia the, Tech all this the way year. through. Yeah. See, I told you at the beginning, these guys are sick. Sick, sick puppy. He's got his kids in the other room. He's like, keep them quiet. Pipe down. I got this six Virginia Tech game to watch. You'll eat when we eat. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) The game's in overtime. Dinner's when it's served. (laughs) But I'm not home right now. (laughs) Al Bundy style. <laughs> so there's some things that make me make me like Virginia Tech certainly the better shooting team, but there's some matchup stuff that makes me iffy. They don't have great size. Texas doesn't, but Beard makes up for it with scheme. He makes it hard to get shots at the rim. So, so who's Beard? Chris Beard, the head coach of Texas. Everyone's uh, not as sick as you. You got to let us know. I, I got you. No, he's considered a really good coach. He is considered, but so is Mike Young, the but coach yeah, of Virginia. But this Te- team, this Texas team, just hasn't it hasn't congealed. So what they did was they kept. About two. This it's his first year at Texas. They kept two or three guys, held them over, and everybody else was a transfer. He hit the transfer portal better than anybody. So he brought them in. Yep. And they went out. He got four of the top twenty guys in the transfer portal. So, so he, preseason hyped up. Yeah. Uh, one of those guys has since left the program. So you you could take that for and what that, it's and worth. that's a mystery, right? Meaning he left, and I tr- checked his Twitter. He hasn't tweeted like doesn't in talk six about weeks. it. Yeah, it's a it's a, a weird thing going on What's with Trey Mitchell. Name? Trey Mitchell, All right. uh, transfer from so from is UMass. this a sign of like if there's a stink coming out of the kitchen of the of the restaurant? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe you don't want to eat mm-hmm. there. I think everyone assumed that because he Chris Beard's such a good coach. Now he's at a place where he can recruit better. He had more talent than he had at Texas Tech, that it would just be an easy transition, and it just hasn't worked out that way. So uh, I, I just— But this is the beard who brought Texas Tech to the finals, to right? the, Yes. Okay. Same guy. And it's, it's, it, uh, Texas is alma mater, so that's why he left Texas Tech. He said he would well, never right. leave. Was he our head coach for three days at uh, UNLV? Um, I think that's the dude that we hired and immediately if, left. If you've ever, you ever, ever been to Lubbock— there's more than just that he went to UT. If you've been to Austin and Lubbock. There's a good reason to leave. <laughs> there, there's a good reason to leave. But Texas is is stumbling in. Uh, but it's, it, it's, it's maybe a little bit deceiving, which worries me. They went 8-6 and six to end the season. Five of those losses were to Baylor, Texas Tech, and Kansas. So... The, 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 again, like USC. If you want to be a good team, you have to win against good teams. The, but this isn't a good team. This right. is a, a mediocre it, team. And how good's Virginia Tech? Not that good. Again, a team now, that... I'm not so sure about that. So I've done a 180 on this game because right. I saw the Virginia Tech. Oh, I've seen this movie before. Team gets hot. Overreacted. Syracuse wins the ACC overreaction, and then they, they get bounced in the tournament. But then I looked at it. It's like, not only do they, go, do they win the ACC, they beat Dork, Duke in North Carolina Comfortably, double digits, so they dominated in those games. And Duke wanted that championship. Bad, I mean, badly. Coach K, it could, yeah. have, it could have erased that, not erased, but it could have stopped the conversation being that North Carolina loss. Exactly. So you had a very motivated Duke team. I'm like, okay, so that's impressive how they do coming in. Obviously, they're on the on the bubble. They couldn't be that good. No, they are good. They're 9-2. and two. 
down the stretch before the tournament, this is a team that's playing as well as any team the past 17 games. And Texas struggling. I got I to favor Virginia Tech. So those nine wins, you know how many of them were against tournament teams? One. That's what I was telling you about the ACC. They beat but Miami. All quality competition. Florida State, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, exactly. Pittsburgh. Those those are bad teams. Pittsburgh's bad. Those the other teams are. Chris bad. Beard, by the way, was the head coach of UNLV for 19 days. Well, that long. 2019. There you go. I wonder if he had his name on on, on the <laughs> desk. He, said, he says, "I got to get out of Vegas. I'm heading to Lubbock." They should put a statue of him in that chair next to Tarkanian outside of uh, outside of <laughs> Thomas and Mack Center. So how I'm confused. How long was he at Texas Tech? Several years. Well, this can't be right. If this was March of 2019, Mackenzie, how was that before he went to Texas Tech? The article was written my bad in March. Why 2019. do you think I care about that? You don't. It was, it was 2016. <laughs> 2016, but you couldn't connect that he went to Tech and he's going to Texas. Not immediately. No. No. Somehow, no. Oh. All right. It feels like a lot of sharp people like Virginia Tech. They not, do. Not, so what are you're saying that they're getting caught up in the streak and not the level of competition. Yes. And like he said, beating Duke is nice. Texas beat Tennessee. They beat Kansas in that final stretch where they were struggling. So they've beat high-end competition, too. Ken Palm says Texas won by one. Why did the computers love Virginia Tech so much? Because they're a great shooting team. But computers don't think like that. They they look at margins. They're not look, very few of these project. Very few are looking at matchups like oh they shoot well. It's usually what is your performance and 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 the stats that tell you about. Because listen, I've been reading just last night a lot about computer uh, projections because we found that one site that has a lot of them in college mm-hmm. basketball, and some of them are just do you win or lose. All right, that's the most rudimentary ones. Then it's. It's the score and margin of victory, or score is margin of victory, right? That's the next level. That's what most of them do. Mm-hmm. Some of them, like PFF, they'll get into the players, right? Mm-hmm. Which the reason I like the players because then, in theory, if you have to swap out a player because of injury, you can know what the effects are. Right, be. like the Michigan point guards. I'm not sure there's any com- college basketball ones that do that. If anyone knows any college basketball computer projections that consider at the player level. Tweet me at RJ in Vegas. I'd like to know. So the computers also love Texas, by the way. Texas is still 15th in Kimpom despite being 21 and 11. A lot of that is they play in a really tough conference in the Big 12 where everybody's good. Uh, the bottom teams are respectable in the Big 12. But they've so their numbers are higher than what I've seen with my eyes on them, too. That's why this game is just kind of a total stay away from me. It feels like the, the fact we've got a six seed against an 11 and the line's only one says that whatever questions are about Texas, whatever love there is for Virginia Tech, it's built in. Because for you to bet Virginia Tech, you've got to think they should be favored. Sure. So why would an 11 be favored over a 6? Well, Michigan was a 2.5-point favorite. They're an 11. Was that, that an happens. 11? Yep, 11-6. Yeah. And again, that's why my instinct is really not to, you know, I guess my point is there better be a big reason for that. I agree. Because a lot of people thought Michigan should have been in the play-in. Mm-hmm. So how are they favored? I don't know why I talked to you, you guys. I didn't like it, but I didn't like the other. What was the real quick tw- ten cent? What was the rationale of not liking Colorado? The, the elite size for Michigan. The, the, uh, Colorado, playing in the same building, Colorado State's big man is six foot six. Indianapolis. And, they just played in Indianapolis. They had the home crowd. Oh, the game started at nine twenty a.m. But Michigan know, has two West, seven footers. Mountain West team. Say well, uh, yeah. Michigan has two seven but footers. Doesn't so under that theory, Michigan should beat everyone. 
No, but, well, but there's very few times that anyone's going to have their size, right? But you're right. But in, in the in the Mountain West, their six foot six but, center but, can but, dominate. But what I'm saying is, is to me, this is like the Colin Cowherd. He was talking about how great Carson Wentz is, and he said the same thing that he would have said on draft night: elite size, arm strength. He's got a tenacity. It's like the last five years haven't happened. If we were projecting how good Michigan was at the start of the season, we would say, look at their height. Look at this. Look at that. Michigan was the second favorite coming into the season. Exactly. We've seen the whole season. Yep. None of that's panned out. Why is it now the dominant factor in the handicap? That's. I get it. We always are tempted. It's like that crazy girlfriend you've broken up with four times, but she's hot. And you know what? Yep. Maybe she's figured it out this time. She went to the. She went to a counselor twice. She only left the second one halfway through. So she had one and a half sessions. She's got to have it figured out, right, Mackenzie? She does. Oh, wait, are you talking about personally or she doesn't? No. <laughs> I'm, she, saying, we're, we're helping I'm her. saying you want to believe, though, don't you? Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right. So to be official, though, you do lean Virginia Tech. Lean Virginia Tech. Just a lean, though. Just a lean. Now, the slightest. Now, when I do this next game, don't let it throw you when I ask you, is it a lean or a like? Okay. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Chattanooga, Choo Choo, Illinois. That's 769, 770. Illinois favored by eight. Let's start with the bracket. Illinois. All right. Spread bet. Chattanooga. Do you lean or like them? I like Chattanooga. Like? Plus, plus eight. Yeah. Go. Chattanooga, if you remember, I, I told you when Chattanooga, when I did, gave a best bet on uh, Straight Out of Vegas, I thought Chattanooga was going to win a tournament game. I do. Oh, no, they we were doing a callback because you won. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out. Did they win the tournament? They won the tournament, and they are not going to win a tournament game because they got just a dreadful matchup. Okay. So what you're saying is you were optimistic that this team could compete with the big boys. Why is Illinois a bad matchup? So part of it is Illinois has a massive big, big man. And a first-team All-American named Kofi Coburn, who just dominates the paint. The reason why Chattanooga does so well in in the, the SoCon is they also have a Kansas down transfer, a former five-star guy named Silvio, uh, Silvio D'Souza, and he is in that conference just head and shoulders above everyone else. He gets what he wants at the basket. He's not going to be able to get right, that so here. This is strength against strength, except Illinois stronger. Yes. All right. And you, you're going to see Illinois run a lot of pick and roll on offense, which is something that they don't deal with in the SoCon. And on the other side, what Illinois does struggle with, a lot of teams run pick and roll against them to get Kofi away from the basket because Chattanooga plays this style. They don't do that. This is, they, they That's not what they do offensively. So They go to the post. They go to the post, and I don't think that the matchup is good so, here. here. I'm confused about something. If the David versus Goliath, if the David doesn't have any size at all, that's always the reason. Oh, they're too big. They're just going to p- pound them in the post. Now Chattanooga has size, but we're saying it's strength against strength, and Illinois is strong. So how – is there a matchup that's advantageous for the David? Like I said, if they would have run into a team that didn't have the best center in the country, I probably would have liked them. Because but, then, but then you would have said that Illinois is going to be able to pound them down low. What I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. If they didn't run into Illinois, who happens to have the best center in the country, so you're saying he's taking away their best oh, player. Okay. So what you're saying is Chattanooga's play in the post could have been the edge against yes. it's even a typical big team. Yes. But, but Illinois specifically... Now, do we think it's a coincidence? Let's do the Allen Boston minute here. Is it a coincidence that San Francisco is a team that could have won a game or two, or it still can, is against 
Murray State. Murray State, a team that could win a game or two. Is I don't a think so. Because now we get rid of one of them, and now and then I'm guess I don't even know I don't have the back bragging in front of me. I'm guessing Murray State has a tough next game. Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> of course. Put the head out. I on swear the seven to God. I swear to God. So they literally said these are two teams that could do something. Let's eliminate one, and then let's eliminate the next. And one. it would be too obvious if we made them eight nine. So we'll make them seven ten against a two. Oh, but it's a two that could have been that one. Been, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're tired of mid majors making runs. They're putting the hit out. But on don't them. they understand that Cinderella is why March Madness is interesting? They like Cinderella for a round, and then they want that to go away. I don't know. No, they, the TV networks don't like Cinderella in the Final Four. But they don't make it to the Final Four very often. Not very often. And if they do, it's worthy of the story. You know, it's interesting with the Illinois big man because he's just a monster. And he just, it's he's such, a human being, though, Steve. Yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> but, like, if you had, like, a Euro basketball player that could you know, take him outside, you know, that would negate a lot of his advantage. And that's what a lot of the teams in the Big Ten try to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like but, a stretch but, five. Yeah. But in the paint, I mean, no one's going to be able to push this guy around. So, you know, I, I look at, you know, I, I've been on Chattanooga. I like Chattanooga. Um, AJ's well, remember, like has a term of art with us. Who do you like in this game? I like Illinois. Okay, so you would bet Illinois land the eight. I would. And I think Chattanooga is actually a little overrated because in the finals against Furman, all right, they, 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 it was a miracle that they won that game. They, they hit a no, three. No, AJ had that. Uh, minus two, I do. Um, they hit a three at the buzzer, and it was like a 10% type of shot. And Furman only shot 28% from three. So Furman did not shoot well in that game. They still had him beat. So what you're saying is if Furman shot normally, they win. Yes. If Chattanooga doesn't make the ch-ch-ch long shot, they, they still lose. Exactly. So, so it took a confluence of events. So Chattanooga overrated. Yes. All right. So you like Illinois. Yes. You like? I like Chattanooga against, uh, with the eight. I know it's confusing because you spent the whole time saying why this was a horrible matchup, but you're still betting them. I, I think the value is on that number, yeah. Okay, so, but you're saying if it was a typical, so Illinois is what in Ken Palm? Um, they are 16th. All right, so the 15th best team is who? Mm. Grab that, and then who's the 17th? Because my point is if they either— 15th is Texas, 17th is St. Mary's. All right, so if either of those teams was an eight-point favorite against Illinois— or I'm sorry, against Chattanooga, you'd like Chattanooga even more? Yes. Yeah, okay. So you you like them so much, you still like them— I'd take Chattanooga to beat Texas. Okay, so you think—so Chattanooga is about as good as Virginia Tech? I I think Chattanooga is better. I'd take Chattanooga to beat Virginia Tech. Wow. I wish they—I hope they play. We can bet. But— for, but you got Texas advancing. Oh, no, I'm I've, sorry. In the case, you got Illinois advancing. I've got Illinois advancing. By the way, if you look at the odds, 78% for Illinois at minus 400 plus 320. All right. So you're Illinois in this case. Is it a, a like? Strong lean. And oh, so you don't want to bat it. You I, don't want, say I, don't, like, I don't want to be like lining up laying the chalk in the NCAA tournament. But hold the dogs, on now. A no vig. It's a good bat if you like it. Is it? The dogs cover 50.7%. All right, so no vig you... doesn't look so attractive. <laughs> well, what, I mean, vig is worth 2.5%, right? From you got to win 52.38. I'm still drawing into a 49.3% earn, Jar J. How's that? 50.7% That's how they cover. cover. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, but this, but you get to cherry pick what dogs you, what favorites you play. And I'm going to selectively do that, not not splash all over the place. So really, you don't, you could say, oh, boy, I like Illinois here. I, but I really, I, 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 I lean. I lean. If anything, lean. you're saying this is a dog I don't want. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think yes. that's important to realize. Well dog or pass for you? Or have you played any favorites? 
Yes. All right. Are they coming up? One is coming up. That will surprise you. Next game, Cal State, Fullerton, Duke. That's 753-54. Duke is favored by 18 and a half. Duke advances? Yes. Spread. Yeah, lean Duke. Lean Duke. Okay. You don't sound like you like that. I don't like it. Here's the thing about Duke that confuses me. Up until two weeks ago, the narrative was if they're focused, they're good, but this is a team that just doesn't stay focused because they would had some big wins. Right. They beat Gonzaga, but they had some losses. Like, how'd they lose that game? But then you go to the final game again in the Duke, the Duke Crazies or whatever they're called, against North Carolina. It was like it was made in Hollywood. 11.5 point spread. 11.5 point favorite by Duke, and they get beat. And then the real takeaway from this season almost is the controversy about the handshake. Mm. What happened there, by the way? From what I saw, Coach K was upset that he lost his last game, and he just didn't have the best sportsmanship, okay. which is not unusual for Coach K. So you're one of the Coach K haters. I'm a Coach K. I, I mean, I think he's a great coach. I just think he? he's an asshole. It's a good thing he wasn't playing Michigan. He would have gotten hit. He, he might have. Now, is it <laughs> – is it, no, listen – there was things said apparently that, that made it worthwhile, that, or, or justified. He would have hit Coach K's assistant. Just right? well, <laughs> you know, he Coach hit K Coach probably K. has a couple bodyguards. He might. I mean, after Fez accosted him in the back. Yes, I can after, speak to. He does. After he accosted <laughs> him, well, they thought at the five hundred dollar restaurant that maybe they wouldn't need him there, but somehow the professional gambler got let in. So, a lot of people hate Coach K because they feel like they're outsiders. And Coach K is the ultimate insider. And Duke people are privileged. Could it not just be that he's a smug person? I don't know. I mean, that's what they say about every Silver Spoonish type, right? Fez, his haters say he's smug. Okay. But you got to know him and you kind of I don't like find him, him to be smug, no. Well, you do find him to be smug. I don't find, find Fez him, to be smug. There'll be redeeming qualities beyond that. Fez is never smug towards me. Exactly, because he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> if he had his bodyguards with him... You'd love having bodyguards. Mm, though I ne ne never had to worry about other guys in that seat. Like, put, put me in it like a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about not like the French Revolution guillotine. Right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but honestly, just speak from the heart for a second. Why don't you like Coach K? And who is a guy that's been privileged that you like? Oof. Like, did you like George H or George W. Bush? No. No. Did you like um, the, the kid from Silver Spoons? R Ricky Schroeder. Yeah, but, but the, the character, not Ricky Schroeder. No. Yeah, exactly. Did you like, like uh, from the 80s movies, like Pretty in Pink or whatever, did you like Ducky or did you like the, the good-looking guy? You like Ducky. Yeah. Yeah. So really, we can assume if someone's good-looking and rich, you don't like them. That's not true. Well, Justin Herbert. But he, but he is an... <laughs> In, you're right. Relative to society, he is. But amongst the people in the NFL, he's an outsider. And listen, Coach K is not good looking. Well, listen, he looks like their mascot. Look at you getting per. You're trying to shame the guy's like 70 years old. He's I mean, he's always looked like their mascot. I think the mascot is designed after him. Well, he <laughs> he goes and gets a haircut and he brings a picture of the mascot. That <laughs> might be it. I I just won't delve into this as the weeks and months go by, but it, like there is a real hate. It seems like for anyone that has it. I mean, the fact that my dad it was a coal miner, my mom a school teacher, does that mitigates the fact that I've risen to the top of my profession? No. 
No, I, I'm saying it mitigates it so you're okay with me. I mean, no, I don't. I mean, I've, you're not okay. I don't with judge me. people based on wh- what they what their parents but did. Just coincidentally, you hate every privileged person. I don't hate every privileged well, person. I just don't. It. I think Mike Shashevsky's an asshole. But Fez, do you see where I'm coming from? Do you think that he's a, he likes the outsiders? He likes the underdog. Yeah. Except he likes to bet the favorites. That's the weird thing about this. <laughs> he wants this. to go hunting and fishing, and he doesn't like these country club coaches like making. $10 million a year yeah. behind your ivory tower. And you know what? Most of the audience probably agrees with you, and I tend to, too. But I'm not, like, default. No matter what, I can't like the guy because he has money. I, if anything, I should be, I, like, Mike Krzyzewski is a, an Army guy. I should like him, but, but I just, but, but I just don't. Thing. Even though he was in the service, even though he was, like, the whole Bobby Knight thing, he tried to follow that and, co- you know, coach that where Bobby Knight coached, right, if I'm not mistaken? At West Point. Yeah. So it was like, but no. No, he went to Duke, and Duke had rich kids there, and those rich kids didn't know how hard I had it. Yeah. No? It doesn't affect me. What do you think, McKenzie? Coach K did shake hands with uh, the UNC coach, who was his assistant, Carwell, that, that didn't. I think that might be a fact. His hate of Coach K made him see things a little bit differently during the handshake line that was so controversial. So what you're saying is he has cognitive dissonance. Exactly. That's Maybe good that's word. what it is. So do you? So you think he really? Now, with McKenzie, grew up and still is a minority. I don't think there was any transition. <laughs> grew up, you know, not you know, in a uh, let's say a, a challenging environment. I mean, one time he did get beat down by a gang, but apparently, like a block to the right was like all these like four hundred dollar night hotels. So I'm not sure exactly how Chicago works, <laughs> but, but but you like him because he's the underdog with me. If Mackenzie was in another <laughs> spot, you wouldn't like him. I don't know that that's true. I don't judge people based on their backgrounds. Though it, almost to a man, we can look at their background and we know if you like them or not. Then maybe it's just maybe it's just coincidence. <laughs> All right, continue on the game. Uh, this is another one of those just physical mismatches. This is actually a, a, a situation where a team that ran like some sort of motion offense or something like that would would give Duke some trouble. This the is motion like the old Princeton offense. Yeah, so like you don't have to have great athletes, but you can move the ball around, and get hit some run shots that these days. There's a handful out there, and a handful that make like Davidson's one that we'll talk about. It, it, but this particular matchup is just not ideal for Fullerton. They're tiny in the backcourt. Their go-to offensive guy is a six-foot-seven guy, power forward, who relies on getting to the rim and getting cheap baskets. Does Duke have a history of running it up in the first round? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. It feels like a game that if you like Duke, you got to look first half. If you like uh, the dog, Cal State, Fullerton, you got to look for the game. Because it feels like that I would bet pretty strongly that Duke's going to have a, at least a 20-point lead at some point. And even then, I think that they, you know, there's a chance, to dog, a good chance to dog cover. I can see that. I like Duke in the game, but I think— So you like him. I like Duke. Battable. You're batting the I'm lumber. betting him. I think Fullerton— Two reasons I, I don't like Fullerton. So I look, I talk about coping. They only play one good team all year long, Wyoming. They're home against what? That's a big travel. All the way to California, they're trailing by 13 at halftime. They lose by 13. So they're never in the game against a Wyoming team that barely made the tournament. Um, and Also I, a Wyoming team that isn't capable of blowing teams out. And, well, they blew out Fullerton. And, <laughs> well. and I watched Fullerton against Long Beach State. And it's one of those things like when a team wins their conference tournament, I pay attention. How'd they win it? RJ, it was the ugliest final 30 seconds. Either team could have won, Long Beach State or Fullerton. Long Beach State, I'll argue, lost on their final possession. Fullerton didn't win it, so it wasn't. I was not impressed by it. As I was preparing for this, it dawned on me for next year, a study to do is look at the conferences as an entity 
the small ones. How have they done in the tournament against the spread specifically for the last five years? Mm. Because it does feel like you can get a feel of the level of competition yes. where you're not going to get enough sample size if you look at any individual team, how they've done. So small, yeah. Yeah, so... Do you like do you like that? I like certain con- I mean cuz I think there's certain conferences that you get through and you're more prepared to go up against big boys, yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think it's hard to know. Like if you asked even some pretty involved fans, who's better, the Big Sky or the AFFAC? Yeah. 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 It would be the Big Sky cuz the other place is made up. But Yeah, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, is is I'm not sure even casual fans would really know. I agree. So, it's probably something to consider. I'm befuddled by one thing here. I kind of like Duke in the first half. And I've been preaching I like dogs in the first half. Yes. I think the difference is this. And and I'm just trying to figure this out. I don't know. Is the favorite focused? If the favorite is focused, I'd rather the first half because I know the truth. When At what point of this game is the truth going to be exerted, Right. If it's the whole game, I like Duke laying 18 and a half. I don't think it will be. I think Coach K, if anything, if they run it up against a bad team, it's not going to answer questions. It's going to raise more questions. Like, oh, look, you can beat them, but couldn't beat North Carolina, couldn't beat uh, Virginia Tech. I think he wants to get this game over with, move on, because he his question, can he get to the lead eight? Because I think they set this up. For Gonzaga and Duke in the mm-hmm. final eight, that will be the biggest round of eight game, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get Duke there. I also think the referees, it, this game, it might not matter, but I think when we talk, if, and I don't remember if we have or haven't, the Michigan State game. That's, that'll be next. Okay. Well, let's segue ne- to— Next in this bracket. Like, it'll go down to the line. It, it's the last game that we'll talk but because about. Because of your chronological, chronological yes. approach. By the way, guys, next year it will not be chronological. I promise no matter what, unless I'm dead, and then I don't care. <laughs> I had a, an old guy, a, an old, uh, he was a drug dealer, actually. He said, either death or incarceration, or I'll be there. So I'll say the same thing. My question is, <laughs> because, and I, I think you might be onto something if you're liking first half more than full game, because the last two efforts that you would have thought they would be the most focused, the North Carolina game, the last regular season game, they hung with them in the first half, got blown out in the second half. They were it, now they were they were favored in that game. They shouldn't have been you know even close at halftime. Same with Virginia Tech, favored pretty heavily, close at halftime, blown out in the second half. So and those are the two games you would think they'd be the most focused, right? Yeah. I, I worry that their focus is turning into pressure. Oh, I think it is for sure. I just don't think it applies. Not a lot here. of pressure against Fullerton, though. Yeah. Last thing I'll say is this: There's, this always happens in every sport which is there's a team that underperforms and you keep explaining it away until they lose that last game. And then everyone says, of course, yeah, they just what? weren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> we should have seen it. Yes. Isn't Duke the that. chargers isn't Duke that though. Isn't Duke the team when they lose, yes. we're going to say, of course, well then maybe we should skip the step of having to wait till they lose. I think second, I have Duke losing in the second round of my bracket. Oh, 
But the Izzo factor. No, I had them losing to Davidson. No, that's a mistake. They won't let him lose to Davidson. They won't. We'll be talking about that. Yeah, they won't let him lose Possible crossfire coming. All right. All right, next game. And it won't be that Michigan State game, though. Don't worry. It will be coming up sometime. Iowa State, LSU. That's game 759-760. Next in chronological order, LSU favored by four. Who do you like advancing? LSU. Who do you like on the spread? Orleans. Lean, Iowa State. All right, make your case. Uh, I think the question in this game is how much does Will Wade matter? Will Wade, the coach of LSU, fired at, at the SEC championships. so Not considered a good coach. Not considered a good X and O's coach. Which is when Great recruiter. Back. All right, but they got their players already. The players are here. That's what I say. I don't think it matters much. Uh, and if you remember in 2019— How much has this line been adjusted because of the firing? What's Ken Palm say? That's not going to announce the firing. What's Ken Palm got? McKenzie? I'm on it, grab it. You knew which game was next, right? Yeah, I'm also trying to put together the best nah, bet slide for us. Yeah, don't worry LSU, about it. Just give LSU me what minus you three. Minus three? Is what Ken Palm says. Yeah, what Ken, what Ken Palm says. All right, so it's a one-point adjustment. Is that fair? No, no, it's the opposite. LSU's, LSU's laying uh, four in this game, and so if Ken Palm says three, and LSU lost oh. the coach. Oh, so what's going on there? Yeah, it's weird. Well, I, I don't – listen, if you remember, Will Wade was suspended in the 2019 tournament. So he didn't coach in that tournament either, and LSU made it to the Sweet 16. I don't think he matters in these types of settings. Clearly, the mar- the markets are it, saying that. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about being a great recruiter in a sh- in short bursts. If you've got good enough players, your coach doesn't matter I that much. I think that doesn't make any sense because even it, what, what's the chance that those players are leaving? Better than if the coach stayed. Um, no, no, there's no debate. Has to. When, okay. when there's disruption. Sure. Uh, okay, I know. I mean, it's like it's not a debate. Is the coach? Well, left. this is me conceding that you're right. I That's know, what but I, I'm, what I'm saying is you, your instinct was to go, well, no. It's like the coach is there. Everything's hunky-dory. Thanksgiving next year, yeah. everyone. And then the coach is gone. If I was poaching players, I'd be calling every LSU player. Not to mention the motivation of others. Okay, so now how many of these guys are taking calls right now about where they're going to go? You know, is there a sense of team? If they lose, they're all going to say, hey, we weren't really in it. I mean, it just feels like the, if we believe cohesion matters— how can this help? It can't. It can't. So, but it's not like they're just they're just finding out that their coach has been being investigated for the last three years. But, but, but I mean, th- like that's been the case for. But he was there till yesterday, and they went under those conditions. But most of these guys are younger yep. guys, I assume. So they might have been getting the payments that, that they're investigating. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Allegedly. Well, you nailed it. We don't know. That's why this is a complete pass for me. There's but just why, too but much uncertainty. What I'm saying is, we know which direction the effect would be. You're saying we know the effect has to be greater than zero. Yes, and we've seen that in the market, and that it opened five and a half, and it's down to four. Except the opening five and a half doesn't it make any no sense, sense for the Ken Palm. Exactly. So we're, we're going to the expert. What's going on here? I, I can't tell you what, what's happening with the market. Uh, what I can say, like, well, what, what, or why the money's moving that way. Well, it's well, the money's moving towards the. We, we know right now is the market is as sharp now as it's ever been. Meaning yesterday it was less sharp. Tomorrow will be more sharp. Mm. So as of all known information. The current line is above Ken Palm's line. What, what's the case for that? I think what people are starting to look at is Iowa State's, how they finished the season. They had, they've beaten, since January 15th, they've beaten one tournament team. One. And they, they've gotten by on beating Oklahoma and West Virginia and Kansas State and Missouri. So this is all anti-Iowa State. This is a lot of anti-Iowa State stuff, yeah. And I think that this also is it going to be an ugly except 
the market is off from Ken Palm favoring LSU. Mm -hmm. So you're saying it's not that they like LSU, it's they don't like Iowa State. That they don't like Iowa State. Okay. Yeah. But I I think this is an ugly... Both these teams are really good defensively. Two top 10 defenses in the country. This is a, a, I think, a rock fight game. I like the under in this game. 128's low. It is low. Um, But both these teams turn it over on over 20% of their possessions. Both of them are top 10 in turning the team over. But doesn't so, that lead to scoring? Uh, it does, Not with Iowa State. Iowa State's not a transition team. They get the ball and they, they get into a half court. So generally, turnovers lead to more scoring because they're taking a shot to get the turnover. Yep. If it gets beat, it's a layup. Or if they get it, they got a layup. But you're saying Iowa State takes the risk of the turnover but then slows it down. Iowa State plays slow. Hmm. What do you think, Fez? I like the under. The under makes sense to me. First half under makes sense. Do we get 60 on this? Is there a 60? It's 128 right now is the total for the game. Yeah, I don't like I, I'm confused by this. Rhode Island. Oh, there we go. Fox Sports Radio, that is straight out of Vegas. 6 Eastern <laughs> every weekday, 225 stations. Check it out. Okay, Dave Esler has a best bet. Diamond Dave, who is an expert in college basketball, he actually likes a total in this game. Let's listen. On Friday, I'm betting on Iowa State plus four over LSU. And when I first looked at this, I thought I'd like LSU, but I love Iowa State. Iowa State has wins over Texas, Texas Tech, Iowa, Creighton, Memphis, and Xavier. So I really think they're underseeded here. And what I don't like about LSU is their youth. I think they're tired. They play fast. They play that pace all season. They started 15-1, and but they're only lost at Auburn. And they beat Kentucky and Tennessee at home. Then the rails come off. I and mean, they really don't have a good win the second half of the season. Both teams create turnovers. They're actually number one in their respective conferences. But LSU last in the SEC in turning it over almost 22% of their possessions. Again, see youth. The game's five hours from Ames, so they might have fans that LSU won't. Iowa State's experience. I suspect they slow LSU down on a neutral court. And I think they're covering what should be a close low-scoring game, which also means I disagree with the early money on the over. Iowa State plus four and the under. So you got a double bet here. Now, do we think it's correlated? Iowa State, he likes the under. This LSU fatigue factor is actually interesting because the psychological fatigue of this, even before the hammer came down, like, you know, it was a cloud over the program. I like this a lot, the correlation. Mm -hmm. Because think about that. you got plus four, right? So if Iowa State covers, they're going to win by one to three, lose by one to three. There's a real decent chance it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really, really close so game. So it avoids the corridor. It avoids the foul fest of, yes, of the, the nasty team up by six to eight death to the under. Yes. Yeah, but, but if, they're, if they're down by six late, there's a chance they end up covering two. Chance. But yeah. I'm, it's, you so know. if this was plus one and a half, no meaning good. what I'm saying is that would avoid the corridor more. No, because now they, then they, if, if you told me Iowa State covered plus one and a half, that was a spread, mm-hmm. and I had to set an over under and how many points, what the result would be, I'd say Iowa State probably wins by four and a half, five. On average. Yeah, maybe four and a half. Okay, that's interesting. So the theory, I don't know. If it's four, that means that if it's a normal distribution, well, I, you know something, I've, my basketball and all, this quarter really interests me more I think about it because it feels like when we go to first half that, that lines get uh, juiced a little bit. It almost is like there's hardly any lines between four and a half 
and like uh, five and a half. It's like once it, it's almost like from nine to seven and a half in football, where once it goes to eight and a half, it almost goes to seven and a half. Like almost. they're avoiding the teasers. Well, it's either <laughs> avoiding the teasers or it's not. And if it's not, they bring it way down. It feels like that once the favorite gets past a four point favor, it's almost like it, the friction to get up to six is so, so just think how many favorites are six or six and a half and how many favorites are five or five and a half. It, it feels very disproportionate. You don't yeah. think so? I don't think so. I think, I think it's probably recency bias. You're probably right in the, mm. like in the near term. You know, I can look at the database. Okay. Yeah. But I am interested. So you're saying at no point, okay, just to get this straight. Let's say the power ratings are king, and we're just going to put a number out by the power rating. It's not going to at all know who the other team is. It's not going to know is it falling four, five, six, seven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you falling? Yes. All right. So if the power rating said f- somewhere in that corridor, you're saying the market doesn't at all say, huh, because that corridor exists and the favorite winning by just outside that corridor is more likely. It's like almost like it's a putting green but if the ball rolls up to this one area, it's tilted and it goes, oh, you don't see that there's a – you're the one that told me that the certain lines right above the corridor are more valuable and you'll buy half points up to them. Yes. Which means they fall a disproportionate so amount so, of the so, time. So you're right. I think to use the example, let's, let's assume a spread on the game's four. And all you told me is, Fez, there's one minute left and the favorite's up four. Who do I want? Okay. I want to lay the four every time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which means that the, the green is a it's little... It's tilted at the end. Yeah, that's a good point. And thus, if you take the first half, which is mechanically just a half of it, you're getting the value on the dog... Taking the plus... Uh, it, it, that, that apply to, at the end of the because game. Because you don't have the tilted green. Exactly. It goes into the, the ticket goes in the fire because I have to chuck up a 28-foot, three-footer, three-pointer three with 30 seconds left to try to catch yeah. up. Yeah. You see it? I think there's something there. I, I really agree. Do. There is. All right. So I'm going to call this a game I don't know about. I trust Dave Esler. I would put half unit on Iowa State, half unit on the under because of Dave, not because of these guys. Oh, it's a combo. That's all right. And then a half unit on the two-teamer because I think there's a correlation. All right, next game in chronological order, UAB-Houston at 767-68. Houston favored by eight and a half. Let's go with the bracket. Uh, It'll be Houston. All right, how about the spread? Lean to Houston. All right. So why, what is the strong, forget lean because you don't have a strong opinion. What's the strongest factor in this game? What should our audience take away and consider in this game that maybe they're not? So the, that UAB is a one-man show. Jelly Walker is his name. Jelly, Jelly Bean or Jelly? Uh, Jelly. His his name's Jordan Walker. They call him Jelly. Does he have like a fat stomach? No. All right. But yeah, Kelvin Sampson seen that show because Jelly Walker came from Tulane where in the same conference as Houston and he transferred to UAB and when he was at Tulane Houston held him to 11 and a half points per game mm. and now he's evolved into this you know 20 plus point per game guy but Houston gave him problems when he was there uh now how many points was he averaging less points when he w- he was averaging 16 15 so 16 like, points so the per key game is like minus 5 points on his average yeah so do we look at a, a prop on him under if you yeah if you can get one oh, i think real that, hard to find Oh no! I mean, I hear they're going to have a lot of problems. We'll see. We'll see. Not in Vegas, they won't. Maybe in the maybe East Coast. You're right. But outside of him, UAB's only option to get offense is get to the rim and score, and you're not doing that against Houston. Okay, so now the question is, because you only have a lean, does Houston score? Because if they don't, you like the under. If they do, you like Houston. So what, I, I you're, tend, you're saying team total under UAB is what you team like. total under UAB is what I would like. Okay. 
What do you got? I lean UAB. This is a team that just doesn't get blown out. They've only lost by six points all year long. They've never no game won. by more than six. No game by more than six. Uh, well, played San Francisco. Eight and a half. Played San Francisco. Lost by. By the two. way, that's right outside the corridor. By the way, yeah, that's a yes. good, that's a good number to take because you do, you lose by over eight and a half. You've lost. Yes. most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. If you're down four, it goes to six. It goes to eight, but then usually yeah. that's kind of tournament. The final. tournament. All right, dribble it out. Yeah. So okay. So why not like UAB? Vito just don't. I, like? No, I just don't know enough about the team. Didn't watch en- enough of them. Oh, and UAB played. They they got a nice draw against Middle Tennessee State. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Where they Middle Tennessee State's best player was out and yep. still kicked their butt for for two overtimes. Triple overtime. Yeah, went three overtimes. So there's no way UAB should have lost that game, and they really almost lost a game that they were a seven point favorite on that they had no business being in that position. And Fez mentioned they didn't lose a game by more than six all year. That that San Francisco loss was a close game. That's the only tournament team they played all year. They they played a terrible, terrible schedule. So this is going to be a, a big step up in competition. Okay. I'm just looking at my notes here. I thought I had something on this one second. I know that UAB seems to be an upset that people yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of people who a are saying, well, Houston's with Houston. Yeah, Houston's without Marcus Sasser and Traymon Mark, two of their best players. This is not anything new. They're 19 and three this season without Sasser. They're 24 and three without Mark this year. Those guys have been out for the season. Like what you see, what you see now of this Houston team, that's what they are. That's what they are without those guys. So if you look at their Ken Palm, you can say that's a fair Ken Palm. Yes. All right, and Ken Palm says eight. Yeah. Maybe the line's right. Hmm. 78% implied. Moving on. Next game. Oh. We finally got there. Davidson, Michigan State, 751, 752, and Michigan State favored by one and a half. I'll tell you, I'll lay the groundwork. This is my best bet. Go, baby. All right, I am. RJ is going to get me on this one because I am on Davidson. (laughs) I think I'm going to make a case Davidson is underrated. So Davidson lost in the A10 final. I'll make the case that was a classic example. Davidson knew they were in, Richmond knew they needed the game to get in. So Richmond had much more motivation. Davidson should have won the game. Davidson was in position. They're up four. Things happen. The ball bounced funny. They didn't get it done. They lost, but it's no big deal. They're still in the tournament. Michigan State is certainly overrated, overvalued. They lost to a reeling Michigan team down the stretch. They lost to a reeling Ohio State team down the stretch. Got a couple wins against Maryland. I've watched this team numerous times. I've been unimpressed. So what about the Izzo factor? It does concern me. Izzo's been great in the tournament. No case. Absolutely. But I think these other underlying circumstances and Michigan State just beat Wisconsin. Johnny Davis got hurt. Wisconsin's best player. He came back. He went three for 19 in that game. He wasn't right in that first game back from injury. And that's why Michigan State got the key win. Are you going to just keep talking or does anyone get to respond? Go ahead. You, good? you got anything else good? Michigan State, overrated. Davidson, underrated. And games in South Carolina, the crowd will be for Davidson. Oh, it will certainly the, will the, be. The Davidson crazies. The, the neutrals will, will side they're with gonna Davidson. Cheer, they're not going to be looking at their phones. They'll root for cheering. Curry. They're going to be cheering out the wazoo. Here's my response. I do not lose money. They don't mind if everybody else does, but I don't lose. It's impossible, but they'll figure a way. I've seen things you wouldn't. You won't believe. You'll see. Who does Michigan State play next? Well, no one because their season ends. Who does Michigan State play next if they win? Duke. Let me think. Duke, Michigan State, Izzo, Coach K, or Davidson, who has the home crowd. 
So you're saying it's fixed? I'm saying they're, they try to influence results. Going to pick some good refs? I think they're going to pick the I, perfect I refs. actually believe in this. <laughs> it, it's, it, I did not consider this. That grosses me out when you say, like, right. Duke already gets every call known to man. I, I, I use this example, AJ. If I'm a ref, my wife kissed me, says, I'm going off to the regional. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm refereeing. And she says, don't even bother coming home. If you make a bad call against Duke, that eliminates that team. Because <laughs> Coach K is But this handsome. isn't Duke. This is Michigan but State. But if you mess up, I'm, you I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the money. Who, who you said, we just said that they made it so that you got um, uh, San Francisco and then they play Kentucky if they win. I mean, so is it, the, but isn't the priority for Duke to get them as far into the tournament as they can? They don't think the point Fez is making is true. Michigan State's not that good. So the reality is if somehow Michigan State beats Duke, you still got the Izzo, Izzo story, which is what, 85% of the Coach K story if he, they were making another run, right? Because they, they'd be in the Sweet 16. They'd have the whole week to talk about it. But if Davidson wins and wins, what's that story? Lose $100 million. I don't. I don't know. I know, whatever it is. In I know that you got to add two points. I think to me, two I points. I think it's two points because it's just one call. One call is two points. Block charge. Do you, first of all, do, you're the cynic of cynics, AJ. You're telling me you don't. Th- do you see that there's more money to be made from Michigan State? I see that. And you think they're going to say, "Well, hands off, baby." The integrity of the game. I like to hope so. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to. Re- I'm. I'm. I'm going to. Re- back. I'm going to recant. I, I obviously, you know, if you press the button on me, I can't. But I can certainly pull it back in terms of because I like that you have the guts to pull it back. I won't press the button on. You. I like that. I did. I, you I, don't I, like. You don't like Michigan State. You're just saying that it's moved it to an opinion. Exactly. I'll go. I'll go with Diamond Dave's Iowa State under. I like you know that. Something? Make that my best bet. You know something, AJ? First half. That's all right. I still like Davidson. You. Unless you pull back. I still like Davidson. If you pull back, I I'm won't. not pulling back. All right. You look how stubborn he is. Yes. Changed my best bet to the Iowa State under first half in game. Jesus, God. In game? You can't make no, a no, bet. First half. First half in game. First half in game. End game. Well, forget the first half. It's the game. Fine. I mean, you're saying if you want to put, you know, That's, split the unit. Yeah. So I don't like Michigan State's offense to begin with. And, None of that matters. And now they don't have a point guard. Uh, well, then, then nothing matters. If, then that's I, the handicap. I, I, Michigan State's going to win. No, Dis- no, no. Discussion over. fixed. But I, I will say this, all joking aside. A lot of sharps, I've t- or, again, not sharp batters, but sharp college basketball guys, said Davidson's living on their reputation. Mm. That this team this year ain't that good. So you Davidson would have been an, they would have been an at large if they even if they wouldn't have won the A ten. They're the only team that could have. Well, well, under that theory, then they would have the break. They oh, they have, d- they didn't win the A ten. In fact, yeah, so they're, they're an at large team. They're twenty five and so five. So what does that mean? They lost in the finals. What of the I mean A-10. is they made the tournament. Okay, so did I mean so did Michigan State. Okay. All right, so now what? So is Michigan State getting in on reputation? Kind of feels like it. You don't think they should have made the tournament? I mean, I think they should have made the they're tournament. They're seventh seed. Yeah, but they're, I mean. That's why the reputation got them the seventh Okay, seed. but they would have made the tournament. Yes. Yeah. So what, you've yet, yet to, the line is what in this game? It's one, one and a half. Yeah, so you're saying they, they're pretty much a pick em game in it's nine a pick, I think it's, is it a one, one and a half? I thought it was pick. I thought it was, I, no, it was I'm one seeing and a half. pick now. Yeah, I saw pick. Well, all right. All right. Well, is, that, is that our memo. official line? Yes. Yeah, pick. I wouldn't be laying one and a half. It's pick them. So now the question is, Davidson's the better team. Make that. I mean, I guess I'm. I want to say counteract the case that Davidson's. I can't counteract that. Oh well, I don't believe that. I don't know who said that, but I don't believe that. I mean, make the case with the numbers is what I'm saying. Make the case with what numbers? What does Ken Palm say? Numbers that would make Davidson. What does Ken Ken Palm Palm says? Michigan State's the better team. Okay, but 
That doesn't account even Kid for Kid Pop says Davidson's the 40th best team in the country. All right. Well, his projection is 73 Michigan State, 72 Davidson. Okay. I cover on that. So you're saying these are about the same teams. Yeah. So why is Davidson getting in on their like on their reputation, but Michigan no, 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 State's I didn't a say seven seed? Getting in on their reputation. I say that they're riding the reputation why people think this line should be pick them. That they're overrated. I thought they should be biased too. You thought Davidson. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think Davidson should be favored. So I thought Ken, the venue Ken was Palm's good. wrong. Oh, that wouldn't count the venue. So what's the venue? Oh, okay. It's, South it's, Carolina. It's, uh, all the Davidson fans. It is. You don't think Izzo's got any it's fans? It's one hour, 46 minutes. Well, you got that number down to the, the thing. After the debacle of Buffalo, I hope so. So if I just asked you how good, any team, AJ, I said, how good are they? How would you answer that? Typically, you'd look at the Ken Palm numbers, mm-hmm. right? And Ken Palm says 40? Mm-hmm. What do they say for Michigan State? Um, 39. Okay, so they're better. So you think Davidson's better. Why? I think Davidson's got better shooters, and they're healthy right now. Michigan State's point guard, Tyson Walker, is hobbled at best if he plays. I think that's very valid. Okay. That's worth the point. And I do think that there's something to, like you say, Barney at the bar says, Michigan State minus one against Davidson. I love it. Davidson. (laughs) So I agree. I agree. And I think most of the time, Barney at the bar makes it more expensive and there's no reason it's more expensive the fact that do you think it's a coincidence they put Izzo to play him in the second game no and thus don't you think they have a vested interest because they set it up this way and plus why they could have put a lot of people against Michigan State why pick Davidson if they thought they were really good wouldn't they be trying to get rid of Davidson like this is what we hope they'd done to San Francisco Mm -hmm. right put him up against a Big Ten team Mm-hmm. Right, they wouldn't do that with San Francisco. They wouldn't do that with. That's Murray. a sage point. But does the committee even have well, enough competence well, to identify saying, under well, and overvalue? Well, then how games? do they know how to sniper them with Kentucky? How do they know to sniper? I mean, okay. listen, they're not idiots. And listen, the people talking might seem idiotic. You don't think they get their own analytics people that know what's going on? That's here? a good point. They're getting the memo from people. I mean, or they're sitting in the room with them. Yeah. All right. Next game. No. So these next two are only. Uh, Oh, we still got both sides of these games? Ah, we got to hurry. All right. Colgate, Wisconsin, that's 761-62. Wisconsin by eight. This is my best bet, but I'll wait till you guys go. Uh, Wisconsin in the bracket, Colgate on the spread. Is a what? Is, uh, I'm going to ask that every time. Okay, Colgate's a, 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 a strong lean on the spread. This isn't hard, though, either. Okay. It's a lean or a bet. It's a, go ahead. It's a strong lean to Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I think Wisconsin is undervalued because they played two atrocious games because Johnny Davis exited the Nebraska game. He's the point guard He's still for Wisconsin. Hobbled, That's the question. He was and he was bad against Michigan State. If Johnny Davis was it an ankle and a head, he got hit in the head and the, and the leg. So uh, sounds like a problem. If he, it, it all comes down to is Johnny Davis one hundred percent? That's your handicap on this game. If Johnny Davis, well, first of all, the chance of him being one hundred percent is almost zero, right? The question is, how hobbled is he? I, I, I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure. My best bet is Colgate. And it's real simple. Colgate's been crazy unlucky. And if you use Ken Palm's numbers, mm-hmm. and Colgate is the only, I can't remember the exact numbers, of the last 40, I think it was, right? Of the 40 unluckiest teams, and can you look that up for yep. me real quick? The 40 unluckiest teams in Ken Palm, only one made the tournament, Colgate. And Wisconsin's one of the luckiest. They're like the fifth or sixth luckiest. Mm. And to me, eight is a sweet number. We're at that point where maybe we push, but we probably don't lose if it's foul shooting at the end. And 
I had a couple of vetoes tell me they like Colgate too. I mean, to me, it fit the, I don't know, I can't do X's and O's, but it fit the model for me, the lucky versus unlucky, and it was liked by some people. And you like that eight number where- I like eight. You know, you're very unlikely to get train wrecked. 50. So of the 50 lucky, unluckiest teams, only one made the tournament. Mm. Yeah. Floss, baby. There we go. Yeah. What do you think? I convinced you a little bit. Uh, yeah, I? I, 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 I'm starting to get there on Colgate. And part of it is Wisconsin is not a high variance team. They're not going to out athlete you. And you saw that. So when, it's a big team that doesn't have those big team attributes. And they play slow bat. They play old school basketball, which tends to not let you get games out of hand. That's what happened with Arkansas last year. Is eventually the athletes overwhelmed Colgate, and Arkansas was able to go on this run that they and couldn't I like keep up that they're with. Here again, I also like they didn't cover because people are sour. Over them. You're less inclined to play them because you lost. And they can't, they can't play a lick without Johnny Davis. And in the, I, I watched the Nebraska loss. Nebraska was terrible. Somehow won their last three so games. So we win a 25% of the time because they he's Johnny whatever so hurt. Yes. And 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 the game, I, if our, arguably the game was fixed, I've never seen so many bad calls go in favor of Wisconsin. They still lost. I hear people say that. By the way, the four things that lead to upsets are crashing the boards, and thus it's high variance because you either get the offensive rebound or the other team gets a break. Pressing and trapping, we talked about that. It's high variance. Shooting threes. Colgate, the second-best three-point shooting team in the country. You're making my case, baby. You're welcome. And a slow pace. All right, which Wisconsin Both has. teams have. I, I kind of like Colgate on the money line, meaning at the proper price, you can get plus 305. I'd put a third of my bet on that. I don't hate that. All right, next, that's all you can hope for from AJ. <laughs> next game, TCU Seton Hall, 781-82. This is a pick em. Tell me if you lean or like it. Uh, I like Seton Hall. I love the under. Ooh, under 129 and a half. Yeah, this is going to be an ugly game. TCU, one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country, the worst to make the tournament field, and they get a tough draw against Seton Hall, who's 17th nationally against two-pointers, 18th nationally in shot-blocking rate. They don't give up anything easy at the basket. TCU has to get their baskets at the rim. They live on offensive rebounding, best offensive rebounding team in the country, but with a seven-footer down there, seven-foot-two, Ike Obiagu, I think it's going to be very difficult. What's his name? Ike Obiagu. You know, he can't pronounce easy names sometimes, but he loves college basketball enough to rattle that baby These are not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, and TCU relies on one guy. Mike Miles is their guy. He's got it. He he creates everything. It's ISO. It's old. It's ugly basketball. I don't like TCU's offense here. I, in fact, I hate it. And Seton Hall always plays slow. They're 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 not going to put up big points. On I anybody. endorse the under as well. I like oh, the under. Oh, well, there you go. All right, so that was our last game, right? That's it. Yes. All right, let's go over our best bets first. I had Colgate. You on, had on that last game. We do have a best bet. Oh, uh, Griffin. Who's Griffin? Griffin Warner, the guy that I did oh, the podcast. Oh no, I remember. <laughs> he likes Seton Hall. Now your side pick was was Seton Hall. All right, let's listen to Griffin. Best bet for Friday, it's going to be Seton Hall uh, giving a single point right now to Texas Christian. Not a huge fan of, of TCU. I feel like they're very limited in what they can do. They have a really good point guard in Mike Miles, but besides him, they're going to try to get a ton of offensive rebounds. And that's going to be hard to do against Seton Hall, who have a really big front line, including a seven-footer in Ike Obiagu. Um, I think the key to beating Texas Christian is essentially to try to limit Mike Miles or really, even if he goes off, to try to limit the the talent or whatever you would call it around it because I, I don't know if I want to use talent 
Um, Seton Hall certainly hasn't had a great season, but I, I believe in Kevin Willard. I think he's done and grown so much as a coach at Seton Hall and has really figured out how to win games like these. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. If it isn't, I don't think TCU's in that game anyway, but it should be a low-scoring game. I think Seton Hall will really shut up the defensive end and make it really hard on TCU to keep up. I like the wings uh, for Seton Hall. Uh, who knows what they're going to get from their point guard play, but I think that there's enough there, and it's a pretty small number for a TCU team that is so over seated at their current 9C that I can't even imagine how they got that. And give us Griffin's background again. Uh, Griffin Warner, just a, a, a guy who's worked in the so finance field. What you don't want to say is just as you're announcing the credentials of your host. Griffin Warner is a, a guy who inter- interned for me years ago when he was in college, went to the University of Texas. All right. Uh, good academic uh, institute. Yep, and worked in the finance field for a long time and just is a college basketball junkie so and a college reti- basketball better. Is he so rich he's retired? He's not that rich. Oh, you said he, okay, okay. All right. By the way, the implied odds at Pickham is 50-50. Good call. Can you go over that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go over best bets. I've got Colgate. Iowa State, LSU under. Purdue, minus 16. Laying the lumber. Now, what was your best bet yesterday? My best bet yesterday, oh. Kentucky. It was Kentucky, yeah. Were they favored? They were favored against St. Peter's. So your combined, your combined best bets are over a 30-point favor. Yes. But it's a coincidence. What do you think of that, Fed? Well, the over-under was 21 and a half. <laughs> it was expected. That, that, listen, I like a guy who's true to his his roots in a way. You know, but I gotta be honest, I like both of those picks. Um, not as much as Colgate. Okay. If you You've could, convinced me on Colgate. If you could pick one regional like, I think the regional bets are great because usually if you take a long shot, right, you want to start hedging off if, if it's for the title. Hedging costs, right? Why not look at regions? I like UCLA. I really like UCLA. What, four and a half to one is out there? 550. 550. I like it even more. Fez, if you had to pick one regional bet. Iowa Midwest. Well, a lot of people like that. What, what number are you saying? I think they're plus 375. So somehow I've got a, a, a better seed that is getting a better payout. In a much more difficult region. Some believe. Yeah. What do you think, uh, A.J. Hoffman? Uh, I'll go Gonzaga minus 150. Oh, you is that the only minus money favorite? It's the only minus money favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you know something? I like Gonzaga. Now, for the tournament, what's the shot price you can get on it? 400? Four. I like that. You know why? I think everyone's been burnt by that. Like last year, they were a foregone conclusion. And Favorite against lost, Baylor. Everyone lost money against them. Yeah. This year, they look worse. They got three They're losses. They're not quite as good, but the field's way worse. I think that I think it's it's like the Browns the year after everyone liked mm, them. Good analogy. I think that there's a certain group out there that won't bet on for the tournament, for the title, on the Zags because they got burnt. And they got the best geography, Portland, San Francisco. So they stay close to home. Relatively, and until if you the think final about it, Duke is not a hard final eight game. If, du- if, no. it is if Duke. Duke's there, yeah, Duke's a weekie too. So, I, would you like it better at four to one for the tournament or minus one fifty for the region? Minus one fifty for the region. Really? Yeah. So you're afraid of Arizona? I'm afraid of Arizona and afraid of Kentucky. Slightly afraid of Kentucky. Those teams have to get there. If, if everyone well, Kentucky's everyone path isn't to, terrible either. No one's path is easy. It's, it's just a relative easier than yeah. others. I mean, what is it? Auburn's got that quad. Auburn's Kansas, final, Auburn, Iowa, Wisconsin. But to the final eight, Auburn's is really easy, yeah. right? Um, so let me ask you this last question. Um, if you if we were drafting title winners, no odds, it would be Gonzaga first. Arizona. And who's next? Kentucky. I agree. 
All right, boys. We'll be back next week. And let's think about this. Let's do it a day early again, Tuesday, because the games are Thursday, right? Thursday, Friday again. Let's do Tuesday again, out late, late Tuesday, early Wednesday. So a day early. Talk to you then.